Não toma. Today is Saturday, October 17th, 2009. I am Alex, joined by Brad. Well. And Ben is in the studio again with us. Hey. Welcome back, Ben. How's it going, man? It is going great. Are you all pumped about Halloween? I do you why would you even ask that? I'm I mean, just you wondering. Heard the title like, of the I'm, show, I'm right? excited. I know, but I know that just made me like that more pumped about it. Just thinking, it's almost here. I've got my costume already. Well, the idea for it. I need to go to Goodwill <laughs> and buy it. But we, we we may talk about costumes later. But this is all of these episodes leading up to Halloween well, yeah. are trying to raise the Halloween spirit in everyone out there. So we're hoping that that happens with you guys, the audience. Guys, I want you. That's I our want, goal. I, I want you to look into your heart of hearts. And find the Halloween spirit that's inside each and one of us, put there by a creator, and I want you to embrace <laughs> it. Open up and let it out. Let it out. So yeah, um, just to give people a heads up, our, our, our movie this week will be Ernest Scared Stupid, and we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> It'll change your lives, guys. And I'm sure there's going to be a Halloween-themed situation room, continuing of course, that. Of course. So that's stuff to look forward to. But first, there's, we need to talk about some stuff that happened this week, guys. Right. Um, first, we've got some more Taylor Swift news. Who? Oh, my God. It's Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift. She is the one that had that run-in with Kanye West. Yes. I know that. If by run-in... Seriously, are... though, I'm not even joking. That is the only thing I know about Taylor Swift, is that whole Kanye West thing that happened, what, like three weeks ago? If by run-in you mean a tragedy... Yeah, no, it was, it was awful. It was very bad. Domestic but... terrorism, some might say. <laughs> Who would say that? I would. <laughs> Yes, that's the official stance. That's the official stance of Ramjack. <laughs> Kanye West's actions were domestic terrorism. <laughs> yeah, she's a country music star. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, she, she wears her heart on her sleeve. Okay, she wears her heart on her sleeve. She also wears pandas on her torso. Yeah, on her sweaters. She likes panda sweaters. Okay. Um, she also has renamed London. Really? really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love that we have the same reaction to that. <laughs> According to Taylor Swift. Yeah. She has renamed London into Funden. That's precious. That's <laughs> fucking retarded. Check out her Twitter. She 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 posted a picture of her in London holding up a shirt that says I Heart London, but the people like I guess working for her or her fans um below it put in parentheses Funden. Smiley face. Wow. That's that's kind of precious, I got to say. Her reactions are, the fans outside my hotel made me this Funden shirt, simply reinforcing why I call it that. There you go, guys. There it is. Funden. All right. Replacing years of history. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, she's shaking things up. She's like a new rookie on the force. She's shaking things up, making things more fun and accessible. Oh, yeah, shaking things up. She's also having a lot of fun with eyeliner and mascara in that picture, but I'm not knocking you. Hey. Uh, maybe Drew's into that. I don't know. Maybe. She's just trying to get that love. Drew, what are you doing? Since we're already overseas, I've got another story. Okay. That impacts me personally. Really? And my family. Wow. Um, France is at it again. France is doing some crazy stuff. Those... I mean, I applaud them. They're doing, mm-hmm. they're doing good crazy stuff. Right. But they're trying to compete galactically. Whoa. What? Yeah. They're, they're done with the economy here. It's horrible. Um, globalization, who needs all that? They're going to compete on a galactic level by creating another star. Awesome. They're creating a mini star. 
Wait, like in, in a laboratory? Yeah. Like they are they are condensing plasma or whatever stars are made out of? Stars are yeah. made out of plasma, right? Well, in coconuts. Oh. Right, everything's made of coconuts. What? Yeah. Well, they're, they're going to no, combine. Seriously? They're combining a whole host of elements. Yeah. Um, a lot of them are weird names, so I can't really throw them out. Uh, tungsten's in there. So is uh, like liquid tungsten. nitrogen. Mm. Obviously, don't helium. give out all the secrets. You need helium. We don't want people at home trying to make stars. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. But you also need coconuts. Burnt coconuts is what they say nice. on here, Why? which is weird. What, I, what step of the process is it doesn't burnt elaborate in the article? Shells. Check See, out. Here's here's just an, here's another flaw in here's another flaw in science's plan. Hey, <laughs> how could we ever have a sun without giant coconuts? <laughs> mm, we must have had a creator god that created coconuts. Guys, by 2018, they they hope to have the star up and running. So <laughs> no, what, I, what are they going to do with it? Yeah, where are they going to put it? They, is it in a laboratory or are they going to build it in space? I mean, they're giving some thought to this. They're going to build it on Earth in a giant like reactor. That sounds extremely safe. Yeah, of course. It's nuclear fusion at yeah. its best. Yeah, a self-contained <laughs> ball of nuclear plasma on Earth. That yeah. sounds awesome. Now, it's not technically a star. I mean, it's got the same elements. It'll work like a star. But it's not, like, going to be out in space. Guys, this is a bad idea now that I think this Guys, is allowed. They're going to they're gonna try to contain it with an electromagnetic field. Dude, this is, uh, this this is a this movie is plot, isn't it? This no, is... no, this is for real. Go to our, go to our Twitter. Uh, right, Ranjack, I'm on your Twitter. Ranjack I'm Podcast, always on your Twitter. And there's a link uh, to this article on NewScience.com. And it talks about it. It's actually, they're trying to make just a nice nuclear reactor that can, this is going to make tons of power. Like, this could easily power all of Europe. Um, no problem. And they've been trying to do this for a long time because basically as long as – once you get it started, like the fusion, it will continue for a while and just explode with power, literally. Um, so hopefully they'll be able to contain it with electromagnetic fields. Hopefully. 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 If they can, though. Right. They did we- say this. I'm going to throw this out really quick. Huh? That like, like a star, um, it will throw out like crazy amounts of exotic particles and elements – Really fast, just churn these babies out, and they're not a hundred percent sure yet that they'll be able to shield people nearby from those particles. But by twenty eighteen, they should be fine. It should be all be solved. Do you remember, like uh, a couple months ago, maybe it was over the summer? I forget where it was, somewhere in like Scandinavia, where they were going to ram to like particles together, and everyone freaked out and thought it would create yeah, a black hole on collider. Earth. Yeah. yeah, we survived that. Well, no, they haven't turned it on yet. I thought they did a successful it keeps test. Down. <laughs> didn't they? Didn't they do a successful test? Like one successful test? Well, they started to. Was I? Yeah. I mean, successful in the fact that they realized, oh wait, part of it didn't work. Actually, I don't know if you guys have heard this. I'm sure you guys have heard this, but the the idea is, or some physicists are saying, theoretical physicist, maybe uh, the Higgs boson, which is one of the particles they're hoping to find, mm-hmm. is stopping the Large Hadron Collider from working. Oh. Yeah. It's preventing itself from being found. It's time traveling, basically. It's pretty <gasps> crazy. And Seriously? I, this is yeah. really that's what. That's sketchy. why they think that, they think that, I mean, yeah, they say it with like a smile and a wink, but, and this time is in travel? all honesty, they think that the Higgs boson is like self-aware and stopping us <laughs> from, from finding it. I think these are the same scientists that we'll be talking about later. That are <laughs> not actually so much scientists as engineers with opinions. Well, no, they're just having fun with it. Right, I mean, come course, on. This obviously. is that's because that's wacky. We dog. need to find that particle. Our physics is, you know, not as fun as want it was. Us to find it. But I will say this: time travel. I didn't know this really, but in a lot of like physics, as far as like the equations for like subatomic particles, mm-hmm. they do account for electrons um, 
time traveling. And right. I know you're like, what? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's ridiculous. No, I, I kinda but heard. no, they actually yeah. do. Like in their formulas, they have to account for it, which is weird when you think about it. Yeah. Not I don't know really. if it's so much not time travel really think as about much it, as like, on. and then you get into like coupling of particles. Guys, we're not going to get into all that. Just know that France is building a star, and and we're staying on top of it. And hopefully, we'll have lots of energy. My mind, I've always said this: there's only one star you need, and that's Lawrence Harad. Lawrence Harad, Mister T, only star, <laughs> only star in my eyes. Hmm. <laughs> Everything beyond that, just a dim, dim facsimile, <laughs> just a flickering candle in the wind. All right. Sweet. Um, French stars. French stars. Can I call them the freedom stars? <laughs> America is making its own freedom star to compete with France. This just well, We need 50 of them. Breaking news on Ramjack. Freedom stars are in. <laughs> We've got to make freedom stars, guys. Guys, get your freedom star on. Sweet. We've given you part of the ingredients. You figure out the rest. <laughs> Tungsten and burnt coconut husks. Yeah, That's um, all you need. Yeah. Among a lot of other things, it's fine. <laughs> Helium, too. Helium. Get those Helium. together. Um, Figure out the rest. Just start, just start yeah, mixing just, things up. See what happens. Just do it. See what happens. We can't let them beat gasoline. us. Gasoline? No. Uh, maybe gasoline. gasoline. I don't know. In you glass know. bottles. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Molotov cocktail there, Ben. Nice what? try, though. He's trying. That's yeah, right. dude. That's what my freedom starts. That's the American like. spirit. That is the American spirit, and that's what we honor on this podcast. Yeah. The American spirit. Manifest destiny. It doesn't have on? to stop at the coast. We got a whole big space out there, or like underground to build stars. Shit, yeah, let's do it. We got to do it. This let's, is a new frontier, star, star building. Let's put a star in the core of the Earth and see what happens. <laughs> I think that's the plot to a really crazy movie. <laughs> it was. It, what was that movie called? Then let's have Bruce Willis, Morgan Freeman, <laughs> and Jack Black. Oh. What was that movie called? There was a movie like that. Where Dude, they, there are tons of movies they, that have like, like stars. Just recently, though, Hillary Swank was in it. Really? And uh, was that the one they tried to restart yeah, the core? Yeah, the core. I think it's called the core. It was the core. Okay, problem solved. Next question. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> We're going to solve things today on Ramjack. Of course, Dude, you always solve things on Ramjack. That's why I listen to Ramjack. Yeah, and again, audience situation room is coming up. Uh, absolutely. And God, we're going to have a lot of problems to talk about. I got another problem for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, arachnids are a step closer to farming. Oh fuck! Is that a problem or a solution? Spiders oh, farming. Think about yeah. Think about spiders that. farming. Yeah. Well, what happened when humans could start farming? I don't know. Civilization. Civilization began. They oh. didn't have to like travel around anymore. Oh yeah. Spiders yeah. are going to quit making webs. They're just going to make farms, and they're going to take over. Which is probably good for the ant problem, which we've talked about before yeah. on Ramjack. Uh, yeah, there's there's a certain spider in one of the jungles that basically Berry seeds it's more of a gatherer. Fruits, fruits. Yeah, it, it sustains most of its diet from plant matter. When spiders form a language and start creating societies... Well, spiders can talk. Didn't you read Charlotte's Web? Oh my god, they can talk. Of course. Uh, what they do is they harvest these protein-rich nodules. Mm-hmm called Beltian bodies. They just grow on the edge of plants. They just, they go get them and then they take them back and eat them, I guess. Makes sense. They no longer, there's a video actually that shows the spider because other insects harvest these like nodes. And you see the spiders walk up like it's at market, just like, hey, what's up? Grabs it and goes. All these other insects around it, it doesn't even like touch them. I will say it's kind of scary because the spider moves disturbingly faster than the other insects. It's just like, and it's gone. 
But yeah, ninety percent of its diet is vegetable, plant matter. Hmm. I'm scared. When they start cultivating this stuff, guys, because they're gonna learn. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like you said, they can already talk. My question is, what happens when 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 we as a people start wanting spider spider produced products? When we start wanting the spider agriculture and the spiders start dominating us economically. Because our, our economy is going down. Yep. Spider economy is just going up now. Be like spider trade. There's going to be a time. There's going to be a time in this country when you can't buy American-made farm mm, It'll goods. say made by spiders on it's everything. Gonna, everything's going to be coming from the spiders. The spiders are going to control everything. Fuck China, dude. Here comes the spiders. <laughs> guys, guys, guys. Watch out. I don't want to see – I don't – I don't want to hear about any of you people buying spider-made goods. In fact, right now, I think we should put silk. Silk on, on notice. <laughs> silk on notice. Silk's on notice. I hope you know that spider silk is some of the strongest silk yeah, dude. made. Fuck stronger it. than steel. Fuck it. They, they can already make something naturally with their bodies Yeah, that is like yeah. an engineering feat. Yeah. Yeah, can we do that? No. Can we string can together we, nail clippings or can we secrete anything from our bodies that well, can yes, be useful? Yes, we can, but oh, that's useful. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. God, I, except our except our harsh willpower. Except our ideas too. You're in hearts. I heard. Yeah, I, maybe. I don't I don't know. Just an, <laughs> uh, just another fun fact about spiders. For, 40 to 50% of spider species have been documented on drinking nectar. Like plant nectar. So a lot of spiders, not just this one spider in this jungle, have already thought, wait a minute, I don't have to drink the innards of some insect so, I kill. So I can get a green alternative. So butterfly spiders, that's what we're talking about here? Pretty much. Butterfly spiders. Spiders with wings. <laughs> the, spiders, the spiders aren't even taking care of our insect problems anymore. All right, listen. They're trying to take over our economy. They're not doing their jobs getting rid of other insects that annoy us. It's time to kill the spiders. No one, no They've one. Been around well, long we just enough. need to take them back to where they came from. No, right? we have to destroy them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love that Brad's. We got to kill them. <laughs> and and Ben's like, them. no, we got to deport them back to where they came from. I want to reach a common ground with the spiders. Hey, I'm down with that too, You're- dude. But that's just not logical. All right. It's not going to happen. Stop being an appeaser. <laughs> Be realistic. Okay, now in all seriousness, a Hello, lot of people. Neville Chamberlain. <laughs> a lot of people don't like spiders. They're freaked out by them, but they I do provide do. a yeah, service. They it's awesome. like they will feed on other insects. Not so anymore. they're kind of like not anymore. Now they're not. They're saying we're not doing. That. I don't want to eat anything with a face on it. I want to go green. Next goes Poland. <laughs> Spider Nazis. Be on alert. Spiders are yeah. out there. Spider Nazis. But they're not all bad. They're just they're trying something now. They're trying something new. We should spiders. You're on notice. <laughs> Don't you eat spiders like don't like like once a year? Don't you eat like seven spiders? And is that just an urban? <laughs> Maybe <neck>? you do. <laughs> no, well, like, of course I do. There's a statistic. No, about, like uh, yeah. like you, right. when you sleep or something. Yeah, you'll digest so many insects over the course of a year, spiders or just random insects, because your mouth is open when you're sleeping. If you sleep with your mouth open, or just yeah. random yeah. stuff. Hmm. So yeah, yeah, good call on that. So we eat. I them. don't know. I, I don't think we should put them on the board yet. Mm-hmm. I'm not I don't think we should worry about them. I think we should just be aware that these guys are coming up and once they make contact, like beyond just talking to pigs, um, <laughs> we should we should be like, All right, guys, welcome to the club. I'm just saying, guys Give them a spot on the UN. When you when you go to apply to a job and it's been taken by a spider, I'm just saying I warned you. Real quick spiders are coming for our jobs. Real quick, my favorite superhero of all time is Spider Man. Hmm. It is. I forgot about Spider Man. I love Spider Man. Spider Radioactive Spider. Yeah. I'm is sorry. he a vegetarian? Is Spider Man a vegetarian? Hmm. No, dude. Come on, he's Peter Parker. 
I mean, true. All he American. He's all American. He's kind of a he. He whines a lot. He's a little he emo. He's a little especially emo. in Spider Man Three. <laughs> I think to bring it back, Spider Man Two, they had the whole thing about it, them making a mini star, right? Yeah. There you go. Isn't that weird? Guys, France is doing it. France is being inspired. We by need a Spider Man movies. <laughs> What's wow. we need a Spider Man? We do. <laughs> We need a Spider-Man to stop the spiders. And that was Dr. Octopus wow. who had those weird, like, arm things out, just like kind of like a well, spider. No, he was an wait octopus. A minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait yeah, a minute. Guys, but... guys, they're just trying to make us more comfortable with spiders. Spiders have clearly <laughs> infiltrated the entertainment oh, no. industry. Brad. It's the octopus that are on our side. It's not our enemy. They're trying to turn us against <laughs> the octopus. The octopus are going to help us. Is there a war between spiders and o- octopus? Obviously. Or octopi. I'm not sure what you would call them plurally. Octopi. Ben is drinking out of a Spider-Man cup. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I've been doing it the Stop whole supporting uh, the brain. This, this has gotten too real, guys. This has gotten too real. Guys, watch your back. Wow. I whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. It's a three D Spider Man cup though, dude. It's awesome. That is an awesome cup. When I got dude that <laughs> straight up pimp. It blew my mind when I took it out of the dishwasher the other day. <laughs> like seriously, I didn't realize it was three D. It came out of me, it popped out. Um Rad, I've got something that you'll want to know about. Please, please tell me. Uh, Bella from Twilight, Ugh. also known as Christian Stewart, uh, also known as Greasy Hair McGreasy. Was, also known she to... was interviewed recently by Lore Magazine, uh, and she had some things to say uh, on her carefully disheveled appearance. Mm. <laughs> she was quoted as saying, I go outside and I'm wearing a funky t-shirt and my hair is dirty. Those are her words. Fact. And people say, what's wrong with her? She needs to invest in a hairbrush mm. or shampoo is what I would add. I think we've said that before. I'm like, I don't get it. You don't get it? I don't get it. I'm not that girl, all right? It's not like... I'm not that girl that brushes my hair. It's not like I was really clean cut last year. And that ends the quote. That's what she said to defend her. She's, she's advocating it. poor hygiene to our I've always been She doesn't lady. get hygiene. She just doesn't get it. <laughs> I don't, what, what's a hairbrush? What the hell hair is brush? that? <laughs> Look. It's like a baby's toy. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> that. Also, other things that she said, uh, apparently people give her flack about her weight, or she has worries about weight. Mm. And she said, I don't exercise. I'm skinny fat. I worry about being too skinny. God, hey, ugh. You should see my brother. He's like emaciated. We both just happen to be really skinny. Oh, good for you. Skinny fat? What does that mean? Why don't you clean yourself up, take a shower, brush your hair, and learn how to act? Speaking of her acting... She's going to be Joan Jett in the new movie. Ooh, yeah, you did. Which that. pisses me off, dude, because I love Joan but Jett. But she's the perfect fit. She doesn't give a damn about her reputation. Ugh. But I hate this girl. Have you ever seen, like, an interview with this girl, Kristen Stewart? Yeah. She is horrible. She's definitely, like... I've never seen, like, Twilight. What else has she been in? I've never seen oh, Twilight. Dude, you saw Adventureland, which... Oh, yeah, I hated Adventureland, which is, I know, blasphemy to a whole bunch of people out there, but whatever, I didn't like it. I mean, it was a generic by far. Yeah. You, you hated it. It's fine. No, it was a one star on the I Netflix. will say that she's a one-trick pony. At least on the movies I've seen of her, she is the same. Like, I don't know if that's just how she, she is in real life or what. Casting call for huge bitch. <laughs> Questionable grooming habits a plus. It, it's weird. Her agent jumped at that. Why is she going to be Joan Jett? Ugh. Listen to this, too. This is the last thing I'm going to read from this Allure magazine thing, I promise. It says, uh, they asked her about... Kissing Robert Patterson or Pat Pattinson. Eyebrows to you, Brad. Eyebrows. Browserson. Okay. Yeah, Edward Edward Cullen in New Moon. And her response was this. Uh, this shot got everyone talking like I have some sort of great ass. What? 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 
What? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No, what was the? It goes from talking about, hey, let's talk about this this scene that we've seen hey, you um, we'd like kissing. We like to ask you about this kiss. Hey, yeah, I do have a great ass, don't I? <laughs> what? She says, but come on, I have a flat ass. I don't know what people are talking about. No, no. And she winks at the camera and kind of like repositions herself to where you can kind of see a little bit. She, no. she looks down and looks back at the interviewer like, She's uh-huh, trying uh-huh. way too hard hey, I'm for skinny this. I'm fat, guys. Yeah. I don't care what people think about me. I don't need to brush no my hair. My ass. No one's looking at your ass. No one wants to see you act. And people, everyone wants you to clean up. And not be Joan Jett. Why don't you just stay? <laughs> Why don't you really stay against her being home? in this movie? I am, dude. I like Joan Jett. <laughs> She's got some good songs, man. Yeah, and maybe she'll be good in this. Maybe she has a range we're not aware of. It's just every time they're like, "We want you to say this." Do real quick. Do Bella from Twilight. Go ahead, Ben. What's up? She was in Panic Room. She was the kid in that. She was in Panic. She Room. She was in Cold Creek Manor. These were movies that I've seen that I thought sucked. Uh, she was in. Oh, I actually liked Sathura, but uh, oh she was the yeah, girl on that. Uh, and that's it. She was also in, in uh, Into the Wild, which I haven't seen. Uh, Catch That Kid, which I didn't see. I know someone who's seen that. Jumper, which I didn't see. And, and apparently she didn't even wash her hair back then. Yeah. And that was Bitch, like when she was a kid. Wasn't she pretty she like a, a kid and she dirty in Panic hair. Room? She's just a dirty. She's dirty. <laughs> she's a dirty girl. <laughs> Filthy, disgusting But not in the good freak. way. We'll see what happens. I mean, I will be there the premiere of New Moon. I gotta see after we watch Twilight. I've gotta see what the commotion is about for the second movie. Yeah, maybe it gets better. Sure, I I, I just want to see the crowd reaction. That's why you go to a midnight show. But doesn't it have to get better? I would I would hope. I, would, I don't know. Adding werewolves to vampires. I mean, that's been done before. Come on. I think werewolves make everything better. But well, werewolves are definitely better than vampires because I don't like vampires. Well, yeah. But not much. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do want to see the the Wolfman. Yeah, the new Wolfman's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, right. An all-male college in Atlanta, Georgia, has decided to crack down on cross-dressing. <laughs> what? <laughs> real quick, real quick. Wait, what is okay. the definition of cross-dressing? Yeah. Uh, it has banned the wearing of women's clothes, makeup, high heels, and purses as part of a new crackdown on what the institution calls inappropriate attire. All right. First uh, of all... Atlanta, Georgia. First of all, Georgia, fuck you. <laughs> uh, be All-male college... Who's going to an all-male college in this day and age? And why? Let me throw this out. They're not just cracking down on that. The new policy that they're throwing up there, and it's already mm-hmm. been passed, mm-hmm. also bans the wearing of hats in buildings, pajamas in public, um, also no do-rags, no sagging pants, uh, no sunglasses in class, and you can't walk barefoot on campus. You ever. must have blonde hair and blue eyes. And they stamp, and they stamp a number <laughs> on your arm. <laughs> Yeah, this uh, his- historically small African-American college, uh, there's about 2,700 people in the entire college. Is there a religion affiliated with it? Um, it doesn't say. Surely. Surely. But it does say who they're targeting. Um, what? Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, Vice President of Student Services said, We're talking about five students who are living a gay lifestyle that is leading them to dress a way we do not expect at Morehouse Men, which I guess is the name of the college. Yeah, mm-hmm. Morehouse. There you go. Wow. Really? They, they tried to, like, fight it, and it was passed. I want to say there were only three people who didn't. Three people said, no, we don't want this, and everyone else said, screw it, we're going to have it. Hey, guys, it's 21st century. Deal with it. Deal with it. Yeah, get over yourself. Yeah, just thought I'd bring that to your attention. What's happening in Georgia? Brad, wow. did you want to talk about something? I, I, got, a, I got something, guys. Um, 
I want to talk about, you know, we mentioned Glenn Beck and, you know, we talked about generally conservative radio hosts and whatnot, radio presenters, if you will. Uh, in the, in the Entertainers, last... not actual political people. Right. Right. <laughs> we talked about angry white people on the radio that seem to be of a Republican bent. Among them, we, we play a little clip from, from our boy Rush Limbaugh. So Rush, Rush's thinking about buying an NFL team. Yeah. You want to get in on it. And it just people seem to be upset about it. I can't imagine why they would be upset. I mean, just because Rush Limbaugh is like one of the hugest, you know, racists ever to exist on planet Earth. And he may have mentioned the fact that NFL players look something like Bloods and Crips running around on the field. Actual quote, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow, Rush. So um, a few people said that they, they would refuse to play under his ownership, and he got shut down. Not going to happen. I bet he went nuts on the radio about it. He did, and it was awesome. They had to demonize me with false, fake, made-up quotes to protect their precious little National Football League as an outpost of racism and liberalism, which is what it is. But a majority of young blacks feel alienated from today's government. Uh, Why would that be? The government's been taking care of them their whole lives. You accused me in a sly way of being racist by making comments about who would win the swimming competition. I know what you're saying. You're saying I'm being racist. You're saying I'm being racist because I'm saying blacks can't swim. Barack the Magic Negro. We know the stories of Asians immigrating and running rings around people born in this country academically in California. We know all about the uh, immigration, legal and illegal, to get into the country. We, we know that... The standard of living has risen. We know that technological advancement is going along at light speed. And yet during this period of time, whether it be the last 57 years or be it the last 20 years, uh, it seems that a majority of the black population has remained angry, frustrated, and behind. They're acting like they've been left behind. And, of course, we've, we've heard that this is because of racism, uh, natural, uh, systemic, institutional racism in America, that we are unfair, that this country is uh, just horrible and, and rotten. Do you ever ask yourself how it is that people not even born here can come here and in a few short years begin prospering in school, their own business, and yet people who are born in this country somehow have, have, have been raised to hate it, to think they're still back in the days of slavery? Who do these 70% African-American players think is paying their salaries? So I just want everyone to take a moment and enjoy, enjoy Rush being shut down. Because it's a beautiful thing. By NFL players. By America. By America. (laughs) (laughs) Because football is America's pastime now, right? That's what I'm told. No, it is not. No, it is not. It is baseball. It'll forever be baseball. And we're not going to get into this discussion. (laughs) I I barely understand the difference between the two games. (laughs) One is fast-paced and one takes its time. One is the backbone of America's sports and the other one just got big in the past like 30 years. One of them is supported by Rush Limbaugh. Plus, (laughs) the corporation that is the NFL is fucking retarded. That's all I'm going to say. Ben has strong feelings about baseball. And its place I love baseball. as America's pastime. Um, but yeah. There you go. Carry on. Why do you think Rush tried to buy a 
football team. His well, he dream. loves football. Well, it's obviously, with a name like Rush, I mean, surely that lends itself to sports, right? But he's, I don't, I'm assuming he's never been good L- at L- it. Little Rush, he could never play, always on the sidelines. He was the cowboy. This was his one chance. This was his one chance to be a part of football. And you know what? He failed. He you know why he failed? You know why, you know why he failed? He failed because he's Rush fucking Limbaugh. He failed because of the hate that was in his heart. Bravo, America. He really did fail Bravo. because of who he is. He <laughs> People are like, what? No, that he guy? Failed. Fuck that. No. He failed on his own merits. <laughs> oh! On his own merits. Well done, sir. Well done. Bravo, America. Yeah, dude. Fuck you, Rush Limbaugh. Okay, guys, there's a story in Iowa that's pretty interesting. Really? There is a Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa, mm-hmm. and well, Iowa and South Dakota apparently. They were sending out brochures, thousands of them to senior citizens, and they were encouraged to uh, phone in if they had any questions or if they want to get the service. And people started phoning in, and this one woman in particular, she she dialed the number, picked it up, and then someone answered the phone, mm-hmm. and they said, "Hello, sexy. <laughs> you want to get hot." This old woman had no idea what to do. She hung up the phone. She she was a little she was a little confused about what was going on, so she called it again immediately. Right. And uh, same thing. Hmm. It was a little different. Um, but the old woman she she was embarrassed. In fact, she said, "I was so embarrassed. I'm just glad I was home alone." <laughs> it doesn't go on to say what conversation she had with the woman or the person on the other side of the line. It afterwards. was about a twenty-minute conversation, strangely <laughs> enough, and it cost her three hundred and sixty-seven dollars. But well, she called. She said she called back to make sure. All right, right, right. Let's make sure. I I think she thought I'm no, no one's home. But what wow. the problem was? Apparently, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa and South Dakota, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, they got the numbers wrong slightly. Instead of one eight hundred, which is what was printed on the brochure, it should have been one eight eight eight. Get you every time. Oh. Old people calling sex phones. Yeah, you want Medicare and you get X-rated. Wow, it's craziness, guys. I just want to get my medication. Ooh, I'll help you get your medications. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I need to get my hip replaced. Yeah, yeah, we'll replace your hip. Break that hip. Oh, we'll work that hip. <laughs> we'll work that work kink that out of that hip. Please, I go on. <laughs> can you just imagine? <laughs> can you imagine old men calling this? I want to know about Medicare. Well, I'll <laughs> be your HMO. How oh. much is this a month? Oh, well, those are pretty good. Mm. <laughs> I wish they had a guy talking about this on here because it conveniently <laughs> only mentions. This one woman. Lady. Are you going to get in contact with my primary caregivers? <laughs> there, uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield is working to get things fixed. They scrambled to release new brochures and to, right. to fix this because <laughs> tons of people call in. But how will they ever undo the damage? There's there's old people curled up in balls that know crying, about sex, dude. Crying. We can't have our elderly know about oh, sex. And there's a lot of you know what that'll lead to? Who are really, really happy. That'll right. lead to unprotected elderly sex. Oh, They're going to start having kids. Oh, fuck. Wait. Mm, Wait. Old kids. Old kids. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to come out all wrinkly. They're going to come out as 32-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> that live in their basements on couches. Uh, awesome. That is that is incredible. Um, uh, guys... We're going to go over to uh, Fresno County. CA is California. Right? Yeah, Fresno, California. Fresno, California, where three 
hikers were missing for days. Oh fuck! Oh, that's at that's... Kings Canyon National Park. Oh, my they gosh. get lost in the Dude, woods. It... I mean, there there are some huge like national parks up there. Two twenty five year olds and a twenty three year old, all male, just went out to have fun in in the national park, hiking, yeah. having fun. Were they attacked by werewolves? Um, no. Oh, okay, good. But they went out. Mm-hmm. They had a GPS. And they were like, we're going to be fine. Really? They tried to get back to where their vehicle was to get out. And it had started raining. And they had to cross a river to get back. It had risen so many, seven to six feet since they, got, since they had just crossed it to go exploring mm-hmm. and come back. And they couldn't afford it. <laughs> they couldn't afford it? They, no, they could not afford the river. They were faced with the same problem we <laughs> all were as children. Oh, we all, yeah. Uh, playing on our Apple IIEs. <laughs> uh, Oregon Trail, and they were These asked, "Should we ford the river?" And they, they couldn't, couldn't do they it. Couldn't it. Their answer was no. Also, That's- also they broke an axle. Uh, <laughs> bandits came in the night and stole two of their oxen. One of their members got cholera, and they could not shoot the bear. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an awful game. They need to restart. Crazy circumstance. We'll see. I. They should have been bankers. They should have been bankers. Should have been bankers. Now, these guys are as old as we are, right? I right. mean, around the same age, roughly. Um, so they had Oregon Trail experience. Right. Yeah, totally. They weren't ready. They weren't ready. Cle- clearly, their middle school experience was not what ours was. I would know what to do. They survived on two fiber one bars and freeze-dried meals. For three days? For a few, yeah, for a few days. Well, that's not really that difficult, is it? Yeah, I mean. I mean, if you have that much, you'll be fine for three days. Oh, wait, time water? out. You don't Update to anything. the story. It wasn't three days. No. Oh. It was a full week. Oh. They couldn't ford a river for a full week. They just... Wow. You think they would have tried to find, like, a natural bridge or something? Yeah, did they, they not, like, on, travel down the river? If you cross it on foot coming one way mm-hmm. the first time, surely after a week it will go down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, surely it did, and that's but why they were able to cross guys, it. But they had, like Brad said, cholera to take care of. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they came cholera. across headstones. It was like rest in peace, so and so. They like, broke what the yeah. hell. Bandits taking their stuff in the night. Bandits in the night. That's what you got to worry about. And they didn't have any wagons to circle, so they oh. were screwed. They didn't know what to do. That's what was wrong. All right, they didn't have a wagon, guys, so they didn't know what to do. Guys, if you're, listen- if you're listening, I want you to go out there. I want you to find a copy of Oregon Trail and prepare yourself because you never know what's going to happen. And I want you to be ready. You they- never know. You may have to ford a river or fight a bear. The happy ending to the story is that they did survive. Oh, man. Uh, and they're, they're going to do it again. They can't wait to get back out there. They're a little weak. They're going to take a banker next apparently. time, though. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to load up at the general store. Load, load yeah, up before dude. you leave because it's going to be more expensive as you go on. And don't just buy bullets. People just buy bullets because that's all they want to do is hunt and You're, do nothing else. You are not going to hit <laughs> that's that That's not logic. <laughs> You're not going to hit the squirrel. You can't hit that squirrel. It's impossible. <laughs> you just stand in one place and circle and just spin in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to happen. That's, not, that's, not, that's what was wrong. They yeah. couldn't hunt because that's all they knew how to hunt. Yeah. Just stand in a circle and There's spin like, around until <laughs> you see something alive and shoot. And if you don't find anything, you can't hunt until the next right. day. <laughs> Oh man, man! There you go. Get Oregon Trail. Get lots of jerky. Get lots of jerky. Extra axle. It would also help if you're a Jewish family <laughs> that has loads of money starting out. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Fact. Yeah, Oregon Trail. Oregon Maybe Trail is a little Semitic. A little bit. Yeah. You can be a banker <laughs> and start with tons of funds uh-huh. and basically to get to Oregon. Yeah. Or not have fun playing the game. Yeah, basically. All right. Well, you'll survive. With one death, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, everyone get Oregon Trail because you need to be prepared. Yeah. Consider that a sub, I mean, added to the scorecard. Right. 
guys, we are a step closer to Demolition Man being a reality. Oh, wow. Three seashells? Taco Bell's taking over? Um, neither of those things. <sighs> Rat burgers. Uh, rats are involved. Sweet. I like but where only this is going. I like where this is going. Oh. Gentlemen, we are close to suspended animation. Really? Sweet. Like, seriously. But don't we already freeze people? We do freeze people, but that's different. <laughs> you can't wake those people up and then be the same. Oh, oh. Those are dead people. Oh. <laughs> but aren't they being frozen? Well, well let me, let me tell dead. you this. Basically, this guy's been doing some research on this. Oxygen keeps us alive. It's our best friend. Right. Um, in the air that we breathe now, it's a mixture of 21% oxygen that we take into our bodies. It's whatever. So when we lose oxygen to our bodies, we can't live. We die. But the double-edged sword to that is oxygen also is the uh, catalyst for the chain reaction that destroys your body. Right. Like when, it, when you're running out of oxygen, that little bit of oxygen left will go ahead and cause the damage to your brain to where you're pretty much brain – you can't come back. Well, they found a way to stop that. Uh-huh. What? They can inject you. Let me find the exact chemical makeup really quick. It's normally toxic to us. Hydrogen, hydrogen sulfate. It's normally toxic, but if we're just like dropped in it really quick, mm-hmm. it gets rid of all the oxygen in our body and we're dead. But when we're introduced back into an oxygen environment, we come back to life like nothing happened. Are we turning to Mr. Freeze? We could turn into Mr. Freeze if cold air, but it, it could be room temperature. Mm. They Now, I say we, and that's jumping the gun a little bit. They can do this. They've done this with fish embryos, which you're like, whatever. Um, they've also done it on mice and rats. Wow. Like, really? They just they put them in this environment. They basically die, and then they put them back. They come back to like nothing happened. Really? But, but they don't have souls. Well, See, well, obviously you're not, you're souls, not, you're not countering the soul. Humans are I know, exactly. So if you kill a human and try to bring it back to life, then you'll have a soulless shell that you reanimate. <laughs> I think we need to come up with a new term for this because you're not dead. You're just you're in between sleeping. Yeah, Kathy you're, Lee Gifford. You're limbo. This yeah. is a real limbo state. Kathy Lee Gifford, I think is the term. <laughs> you're Which is perfect because uh, <laughs> Catholicism. Go ahead, Ruth. The Catholics have renounced limbo. We don't believe it anymore. So we can use that term. It's up yeah, to so it. We open. used to have it, so not open. anymore. Well, the exactly. name is sold, and it's up for It auction. is, it is. Pretty much if you want it, you can have it. Yeah, so there we go. This is the new limbo. Sweet, because old limbo sucked. That's where unbaptized dead babies went. Ooh. Orange the now new they thing. all just go straight to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually true. <laughs> 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 we decided that babies are well. The just Pope go to decided. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of mothers who are concerned they wouldn't see their dead children. So yeah, let's well, take them to yeah. heaven. We talking about dead children, God, aborted, and aborted babies, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, true. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, us Catholics, we're not we're not too big on the whole abortion thing. I don't know if you know that. I was I was not aware. Yeah. I was not aware until just now. More on dead babies later. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, can I just mention something about uh, frozen bodies? Go for it, dude. Okay. Uh, Alcor, which is the corporation of cryogenics that like does a lot of um, celebrity, you know, whatnots, the mm-hmm. freezing of dead bodies. Anyways, workers at uh, Alcor were recently discovered to have mutilated the frozen head of baseball legend Ted Williams. What? <laughs> Even using it for bizarre batting practices in a new tell-all book by Larry Johnson. And the book is called Frozen, A True Story, My Journey into the World of Cryogenics, Deception, and Death. 
And it really is about how... <laughs> Did he die at the end of this? Uh, <laughs> and then I died. <laughs> Moral of the story, don't mess with cryogenically frozen bodies. No, but seriously, like Williams had his, heads. had his head frozen for whatever weird-ass reason, because he's yeah. Ted Williams, which yeah. is strange enough. But apparently the people at Alcor have been, like, you know, using his head in bizarre... You know, just for their own fun and amusement. I think they should, though. Really? I mean, why the hell not? It's a dead head. They're never yeah, nothing's going to happen to it. We, I mean, first of all, we have no way of unfreezing these things without fucking them up. It's already dead. Oh, the, so, the brain's already damaged beyond right, repair. Yeah. It wasn't flashed with this right. hydrogen sulfate. So uh, this, is a, this is a stupid, useless idea at this point. So uh, I say let's get some use out of it. Go for it. Carry on. There you go. Yeah. There What's you the go. harm? <laughs> I don't see... I, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's some, you know, you don't want to dis- disgrace nah. bodies. Maybe the memory Nonsense. of the family is alive. Fuck there that. might be a, like a, there's some, uh, like a cleanliness issue there. I mean, you are, you are dealing with dead flesh, which is kind of gross. I mean, I think it's weird. I wouldn't want to be playing with dead bodies, but if, if someone does, that, it's, who cares? Real it's quick, if body. I die, guys, I want to be shot in space. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be shot into the moon? Naked. Can you help us find water on the moon? We're just going to shoot a pod like a yeah, dude. Sure, you it's, can use me. It's Star Trek three, right? Where they shoot Spock into the planet. into the Genesis. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have a Genesis project. We're gonna make Mars, and Baby Ben will be there. There you go, dude. I'm down. There you I go. I'm so down. Can I be half Vulcan, half human? I don't know how that's gonna work. Is that we'll, how it works? We'll, we'll try. We'll All try right. our darndest. <laughs> we'll aim. We'll aim you in a way so that can mo- be most likely to happen. We're gonna shoot for the moon, <laughs> but you'll land among the stars. Awesome. <laughs> I'm down. Let me die first. There you though. go. There's a life plan. That's there you go. There. Ben's family, S- sister Susan, who's obviously <laughs> listening to this podcast. Hopefully, after last week's episode, uh, that's what those those are Ben's uh, wishes. Please make sure they're you know performed to the people. fullest. Make yes. It happen. yes. 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 I met him 15 years ago. I was told there was nothing left. No conscious, no reason, no understanding. And even the most rudimentary senses of life or death are right or wrong. I met this six-year-old boy with a blank, cold, emotionless face and the blackest of eyes. The devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and another seven trying to keep him locked away when I realized what was living behind that boy's eyes was poor and simply... Ram Ram Jack is brought to you by the Poppery 2, West Bend's Poppery 2, which is effing amazing, and we love it. Guys, there's, there's a tornado technology inside the machine. Why don't you want that in your home? What's wrong with you? Also, a quick teaser. We hear that West Bend's creating a Poppery 3 or 4, which might run on a miniature star technology. We're not sure yet. Freedom Stars. Freedom Stars. Freedom Star, I think. There you, you go. Hmm? Freedom Star Popcorn, the best. But that's in the future. We're... We got other stuff to talk about. We got shows to talk about, guys. Absolutely. Uh, and by that, we mean movies and or television shows that we've seen in the last week or so. Things that have changed our lives. Things that have changed our lives. Hey, have you guys seen any movies? Because I know Brad was talking about Hoarders. Yeah. And he's got fervent passions, but any movies really quick. The last movie I watched was Troll 2. <laughs> Whoa! By, by recommendation of some people that I know. And I only got about halfway through it and realized, you know, listening to two guys talk about this movie is way better than watching this movie. We do a service. So. We keep having to watch some of these movies. Which is why I didn't see Time Changer either, because I watched the trailer for Time Changer and I was like, nope. I'm <laughs> not going to waste my time yeah. on this. <laughs> I'm glad that we've helped you in your life, Ben. That's great. Anyways. Or at least gave you entertainment. Yeah. Um, I saw a slew of movies, but notable ones. Me and Brad went to go see G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. Me. Surprisingly entertaining. Ben hates it. Oh, my right? God. Really? Yeah, dude. 
Take Transformers and then wipe your ass with it, and that that's is what Ben says. Do. Really? Because I this really? is like a thousand times better than Transformers. Let me tell you this about I haven't seen Transformers 2. I'm talking about Transformers 1. Just to clarify. I will say that for what they are, which are just, I guess, uh, reinventions of childhood commercials. Maybe that's the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're better. I mean, I go in expecting it to be bad, right. and when it's mildly entertaining, it's like, all right, yeah. what else What else did I want from a G.I. Joe film? But I really, really like uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt like as an actor. Who's I like that guy. Um, I don't want to ruin The commander guy? Yeah, he he has the weird breathing thing going on. Oh no no! You I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. I don't think that's no one can. No one can ruin GI Joe. Joe. <laughs> it's it's like it's yeah. like nonstop action. The story I love the flashbacks because they're it's just hilarious. hilarious. They try so hard. Oh, and, if you're and, saying that's it, like it's so it. bad, it's good kind of perspective, then I can see yeah. where you're coming from. But I mean, yeah, like, as actually going in there to watch good. a popcorn movie because I like watching popcorn movies. Star Trek's a popcorn movie. That was good. That was a four star movie. GI Joe, shit. I, I was <laughs> and I really loved GI Joe as a kid, dude. Maybe that's another reason. That's another thing I, I, too, because yeah. any show that Ben liked as a child, did you like Transformers? I love Transformers. He loved Transformers. He loved GI Joes, and he yeah. hates the movies. Yeah, of course. I was never into. They don't either. live up to what you. Exactly. Um, but I was into GI Joe and Transformers, but not to the extent where I where I was really into it. And I thought both movies were okay. Transformers is just funny because it's ridiculous. Yes, mm-hmm. the most beautiful pyramids in the world. We've talked about this. It's oh. ridiculous. In GI Joe, we get to see those um, most beautiful pyramids in the world again. And it's awesome. People hilarious. love pyramids, man. Hilarious film. Well, it's tying in the Middle East and everything. You know, it's always on everybody's mind. Yeah. <laughs> Comedy. I will Comedy say the sets in G.I. Joe is basically the cartoon made into a movie with <laughs> really live is. people. It's it just is, as it ridiculous. It is a big cartoon. I, I, what ruined G.I. Joe, though, I will say one of the bad things about it is the, the lead actor, whoever plays Duke. Yeah. yeah. It's like... He, everyone else is trying, and well, the, they're the okay. Is, everyone else is just as over to, over the top as they need to be, and then they got this one guy that's supposed to like, and they get a guy that's supposed to like be like a real soldier, and I'm he like, plays hey. real soldier too well, right? To the point where like, oh, I don't respect have any respect for this guy either. Yeah, you do realize you're recreating a cartoon here, buddy. Just yeah. saying, everyone else yeah. seems to realize that. Yeah, everyone Santa else. Santa Miller, she awesome. realizes that. The Santa Wayne Miller. brothers, he realizes that. <laughs> Green chick from Star Trek. Oh yeah! Oh yeah. yeah! She was she was uh Scarlet, crazy Fucking hot. Dennis Quaid, he totally realized. That. <laughs> Dennis Quaid, comedy gold. Seriously, a fully entertaining film. Fully entertaining. Go yeah, Joe! Go it was wipe worth your ass. Dollar seventy five. I Echo? paid to watch it. Echo was in there. Echo, hilarious, awesome. I mean, another, yeah. I, another film we saw. What I consider to be the best film I've seen this year was The Invention of Lying. I I would agree. As far as like. And I've seen a lot of summer blockbusters, guys. Ben's been mm-hmm. there with me a lot. Brad's been there with me a lot. We talked about those, Brad, on Ramjack. Mm-hmm. It was the best summer movie I've seen. Absolutely. Now, I didn't go see this with you guys because it looked to me like Ghost Town. And I didn't want to drop down 10 bucks to go see Ghost Town. Okay, I'll Ghost- wait till it comes out on DVD. And then you get home, and I was completely wrong, apparently, right? Ghost Town is a DVD rental. Ghost Town mm-hmm. is not that great. No, I, First it, off, I think I gave Vegas was just that star in this thing. He didn't help write it or right. anything. The only we can tell. The best thing about Ghost Town is Kristen Wiig, because she <laughs> yes. is quite hilarious in her like brief, brief cameo. As the doctor, yes. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not that great of a film. Uh, um, no, it's but Invention of Lying is great. I recommend it. People go see it. Absolutely brilliant. It, it, it cloaks a lot of stuff, and by... It, it, it tackles a lot of things. It, it's a pretty serious movie, 
Yeah. I will say that it does kind of turn into a romantic comedy more so at the end, which some people end. don't like. The trailer is honest, very deceiving. Yeah, yeah, when I heard that was a marketing ploy, because isn't it... I mean, I haven't seen this movie, and I've just heard, but isn't it really about religion yeah. or something? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's about a lot of things, and it's, religion's one of the big ones. I heard ones. that was like religion. one of the main goals that they were driving at, but it's, they didn't want to market it that way because they wanted people to go see the movie. Oh, yeah. Right. People aren't going to go see it if they, they, yeah. If they know what it's about. Which, when you told me that later, five and twos would be so pissed off. But it's funny. People in the audience, I mean, at first, they were a little bit like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And the movie does, I seem like it was forced. They kind of have like voiceovers to explain, okay, look, guys, just to let you know, this is a world where everyone tells the truth. Right. So these people are telling the truth, which you could easily pick up on if you were watching it and that wasn't told to you. I feel, it I would feel even like, be funnier discovering that for yourself, but they have to pay attention to the I have a feeling that like, the studios got involved later on because this has been, this, they were, been working on this for a while. And I feel like they prob- the studios probably went in and dumbed it down a bit later on. Definitely. And, and well, yeah. you can feel that because Richard Javais comes on with a narration. He's like, oh, look, this person's sponsoring the movie. This is whatever. What, whatever, rubbish. Right. All right, let me tell you what's going on. And that's not really, that's not a, that's just a pouring this accent. I grabbed yeah. that number. That yeah, that, that, that had a little Australian mixed in there at the end. I, I can do a good English accent when I want to. Well, that but sounds like a challenge. We're pressed, we're pressed for time. It is a challenge. I will perform later, perhaps. Guys, go see this film. Go see it. All right, now, we've talked a lot about stuff. We haven't talked about hoarders yet. You want to talk about some hoarders? Let's, let's talk about hoarders. Uh, first off, let me talk about, as someone who was fresh to it, the season finale. Ben, oh. have you ever seen hoarders? Nope. Missing out on life. I know. I've only um, heard about it on my podcast. It's kind of like what Brad said earlier about watching a train wreck. You can't. I do like train wrecks. It. Oh, well, if you like train wrecks, <laughs> you will love hoarders. Yeah. Because I couldn't sit through any episodes online to watch it. Brad was talking about it because it was too much. If I was like, "Nah, I'm out." Right. I could watch 15 minutes and then I'm, it's not worth streaming for me. So we watched the season finale, and it was, <sighs> according to Brad, the worst episode of hoarders ever. It was. It was the most disappointing ever. Let, let's lay it down. There was a man who basically had a junkyard for his for his home. About I think it was like seventy cars in his yard, uh, uh, and a bus, all kinds of stuff. Right, uh, he was going to go to jail if he didn't get it cleaned up. And then there was another woman. Really, you can go to jail for that? Yeah. Yes. I think they passed, criminal littering. They passed laws in the county he was or in. This guy, just for that guy, <laughs> for criminal littering. Um, so they had to get it cleaned out. Mm. Um, and the other story was this woman who was a crazy hoarder, and she doesn't know things. Um, <laughs> no clue. That's what she keeps saying. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand. Um, and her son, who has become a hoarder because of her seven-year-old hoarder, wanted to hold on to like a used cotton ball. Oh, there are kids a involved. A rusted chain. Um, there's a kid who we see as a hoarder, and then there's another, his brother and or her son, who apparently was lost in the hoarding junk because we don't see him through the, the entire episode right. until they're done. Uh, you they, just kind of uh, hear him talking in the background behind a like, style ah, pack of magazines. Mommy, mommy, help me. I'm lost <laughs> in the hoardage. Why am I in a box of stuffed animals? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's dark in here. Long story short, on what Brad again said was the worst episode of Hoarders. Very disappointing. Um, the guy is some yokel. He really loves his grandkids. They play in dirt for some reason. The, apparently in Alabama, children play in dirt. That's what they do. We kept seeing a thousand shots of kids playing in the dirt. I, as a child, have never played in dirt. Did you guys play in dirt? I played in dirt. I played in dirt, dude. Come on. Seriously? Yeah. I, I'm I a boy. I saw kids eat dirt as, like, I've never with cookies. Dirt. Like, in kindergarten, uh, these kids were, like, just pretending, like, hey, we made this frosting for our cookies. And I said, that's dirt. <laughs> and they're like, whatever. So they would scoop up dirt and eat these cookies. They got sick, had to go home. It was awesome. amazing. Well, this is why I hate children. This is why I hate children. We were all in kindergarten. As- we didn't know. You never played, like, King of the Hill or anything on a big mound of dirt? Never. Hmm. I, never. I would never. I was a never, dirty kid. I've never though. played in dirt. Did you run around barefoot? 
Absolutely not. Oh man, misspent childhood. Oh, that's against I the law. All, in I often sleep yeah. in shoes. I, I'm surprised that's not against the law in Tennessee. <laughs> I mean, we're not allowed to wear shoes in Kentucky until we're eight. <laughs> Very true, uh, and I would not know that as a <laughs> Tennessee native. Um, so yeah, long story short, that guy barely gets his house within codes, and he goes to the. He he just wanted he just wanted to get, make some money for his for his grandkids so they wouldn't have to play in the dirt. Yeah, dude, just throw your stuff away or recycle it and let these people recycle Give it, it up and take a few cents on whatever the hell. That's it is. not a retirement plan. Okay, okay, we're, we're already spending too much time on that guy because he was ridiculous. Didn't have all his teeth. Whatever. Um, the other woman uh, was confused. Her kid was crazy because of hoarding, and they eventually got everything cleaned up. But you know that kid doesn't know what's going on. No, that kid's fucked up. First, for life. he had what ADD and something else. What was it? The, yeah, and they were just hiding things basically from him so he wouldn't know. Yeah. So, and they found a little brother once they finished cleaning up right. everything, and all was right with the world. Um, yeah. So that was that the worst episode of Hoarders. Absolutely. It might have been the pilot, and they filmed it like, nah, because the other ones are better. Brad, you saw a lost episode of Hoarders. I, Quickly tell us what this is about, guys. I'm, I, there's an episode that apparently I missed. It was on. They re-aired it. I saw it. It changed my life. Might be the, one of the best episodes of Hoarders because we learned a lot. First of all, you might remember Alex um, answered a situation question room about um, Hoarders. Uh-huh. In which he said that the worst thing to hoard possibly ever would be McDonald's toys because it would be embarrassing. That's how he wouldn't get someone hoarding. Yeah. Well, we had a woman hoarding McDonald's toys. There was a awesome. woman hoarding McDonald's, hoarding McDonald's awesome. toys. Also coloring books. Not not for her not for her nephews, for for herself, because when she gets stressed out, she likes to color. What was the <laughs> prize possession of the McDonald's toys? Did she have I, one single prize? Well the thing is she hoarded a lot. Yeah. She hoarded McDonald's toys, she hoarded coloring books, she hoarded peanuts comic strips from newspapers. Well that just makes sense. I mean She on. hoarded coloring books for herself just to color? It, yeah, it's, it's therapeutic. a great way to de-stress. You know, you I mean, get I guess, some colors. What's the difference between that and someone painting a picture or a paint my numbers or exactly? <laughs> Dora the Explorer, just color it out. Color it out, guys. It'll, it'll relieve your stress. Guys, if you get stressed out, do some coloring. It's cool. Quickly, before we go to the other thing, I have just a, a quick little aside. I had a cousin who, as he got older, kept getting McDonald's like Happy Meals for the toys. Uh, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Whoa! But he was he played sports. And one Happy Meal wasn't enough, so he had like a big collection of two or three of the same toy. Because when he would go to McDonald's <laughs> or Wendy's or like Burger King, he would be he would order three Happy Meals because that was what he would need as an athlete to get his caloric intake properly. What the fuck? Everyone's a hoarder, guys. Yikes! And uh, just to tease the Ernest Scared Stupid, which we'll be talking about next. No. Um, that movie has to do with hoarding a lot. It's all about hoarding. All about hoarding. Sure is. All right, Brad, continue really quick. What, else, right. what is the next story in this lost so, episode? In this, we, we learned a hoarder's secret. One of the hoarding counselors, we learned why he got into the biz. Because his mother was a hoarder. Oh. There's a huge dramatic moment where he talks about how his mother died hoarding. His mother died hoarding? <laughs> That's what he says. I don't think she died hoarding. I think she died a hoarder. She died unchanged, I think was what he meant. But it sounded like she died hoarding. Like she hoarded herself in and then died <laughs> what if that's how it works? It's like, it's like painting you yourself a, into a you corner. Make a cocoon, <laughs> you make a cocoon of hoarded junk, and then you curl up and die. That's how all hoarders die. We're just not aware of that's, it. That's how the hoarding disease works. It's kept secret. Um, the other story was this crazy old woman who hoarded stuff, had a daughter who had a bit of a meth mouth. Ooh, another meth mouth. She, she did some hoarding up in, up, in the, up in the top of the house. There was just crazy hoarding. <laughs> just crazy hoarding. I don't even know what to say about it. It was white trash hoarding. 
And this without woman, coloring books and yeah. without McDonald's toys. This woman's without daughter the glamour was, of like right. sophisticated horror. Nothing, nothing particularly. Interesting. What was the best part was this woman's daughter is like, I can't take this anymore. You just have all this junk, and that's all you care about. If you're gonna have to choose, either your junk or me and your grandchildren. Old woman says, I know my junk will always be there for me. Can't say the same for you. And she made her decision that quick. Coldness. Cold as steel. Jeez. They're not she, ready for like real like family issues, the counselors who help these people on horse. Seriously, seriously. She chooses her junk over family. And I can't blame her because her family was white trash. Because she was as well. So, so that's what happened at the end of that one. She chose the she junk sh- after chose her family. Hoardage. What happened at the end of the other one? She was, well, still, she was still a little Obviously, about. these people are still hoarding. They, did, they cleaned out her living room. They made a good start. But uh, she was all Jizo-y. It was weird. Mm-hmm. So she was with her coloring books and all. She saw her coloring books. It was crazy. Um, Brad, quick news. You said that Hoarders is coming back soon? Guys, second season of Hoarders. I thought we were going to have to wait a while. November 30th. It's going to be back. November 30th. And we'll be there. Yeah, we broke this news on our Twitter. Yeah. Again, go to Ramjack Podcast on Twitter. And you can follow us and get this news all the time. It'll change your life with news and excitement. Get a heads up on what's going to happen on Ramjack next week. Go there. By not only listening to the podcast, which you're going to want to do, but also just follow us on Twitter. Join the Ramjack Media Empire. It's fun. It's America. I'm there. I'm joined. It's fun. Ben is there. Don't yeah. let that dissuade you. <laughs> I'm there. Ocean is there. Mountains are there. Beautiful weather is there. Snow skiing, a desert. It's like, like all the beautiful people in the world are there. It's like California. Like California. Or Nashville, Tennessee. Or Nashville, where they, Tennessee. <laughs> where they have uh, a whole array of environments for Ernest, the guy who makes Ernest movies, to make his films, right? Right. Because they're all filmed there. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's supposed to be funnier than it was supposed to be. Hey, you tried. Yeah, That's all right. that matters. I tried and... You try, you try and you fail. You try and you <laughs> fail. failed, and then you failed, and it but was you just know a what? massive chunk of But we're going to plow on through, because that's what G.I. Joe did, right? But like, that's what I've learned from Jago Rise of Cobra. If doesn't, doesn't make sense, or it's like, what? Just keep just going. Through just through. keep no. going. Just plow through with, with a spirit of, um, and then I'm doing it again, but I'm going to continue <laughs> to plow through. Just, just like greasy-faced <laughs> children playing in the dirt. We all have a chance. We all have a chance at a brighter future. Well, maybe not them, but... Well, not so much of them, because they're greasy-faced, dirt-playing children. <laughs> it appears that Ramjack thought he could extract from lightning some super-violent ray of life-giving properties. Ramjack is brought to you by the Poppery 2, West Bend's Poppery 2, best popcorn maker ever. Pop, pop. Also, brought to you by Brad. Do you want to plug what you're drinking right now? Um, As always, I'm drinking a Fuse. This is a Fuse slenderized cranberry raspberry beverage with oil, carotenoid, super citrus, max, chromium, vitamin C, low-carb, 5 calories per serving, 18.5 fluid ounces. And it's delicious. Diabetics delight. Very low in carbs. It'll change your life. Change it. Change your life today. Change it. Fuse. All right. We're short Ben right now. We did not lose him to Sleepy Time Wellness Tea, which has sponsored this podcast before. Um, he had to take a shower. He's feeling a little tired. He might take a nap. He'll be back for the movie section. He will. And uh, for the Situation Room. But right now, we want to tackle something else. We'd... We we want to tackle something very scary. Yes. This is, uh, again, Halloween-themed Ramjacks. And when I first heard this a few weeks ago, I brought it to Brad's attention, actually. I was terrified. Were it more, like, confused or just not really bewildered? I It was interesting. It was like my world opened up a little bit more than it had before. Because it dawned on me, it dawned on me that you could believe something but not really believe something. Let's just say a whole spectrum of understanding religion opened up to me. Uh, we've plugged KE 
RA's Think podcast before. Um, it's an awesome podcast. They talk about some very provocative stuff. And by and large, they are great. But we listened to one. Brad, you can go we ahead and jump in We listened to something terrifying. Yeah, we did what, listen to something terrifying. What is, um, more, what, is, <laughs> what is more terrifying than complete and total ignorance? I can't think of anything. No, that's that's the most terrifying thing there is. Mm, extraterrestrials may be terrifying as They're well. They're pretty scary, but more scary than ignorance. Proud, proud ignorance. Yeah. I don't think so. So we're listening to the Think Pod. Alex forced me to listen to this at gunpoint. I didn't want to. He made me listen to this. I was I was so filled with terror, rage, and disgust that I actually, while I was at work, because <laughs> I, I was at his work with a gun to his head. Right. You listened to this podcast. I was listening to it. He had a gunman. He had a gunman there. I, I actually was emailing him as I was listening uh, uh, my running commentary. Yeah. Who was a special guest, Brad, on this Think Podcast? This was this is a woman by the name of Karen Armstrong. She's written many books. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly do with religion. Right. And I own two of her books. They're actually in front of me right now. And Karen Armstrong, just up front, I would kind of like to thank her even after listening to the podcast mm-hmm. because she helped me come to my understanding of religion today, which sure. I mean, I she was very formative in that. I was questioning things. The books she has are very historically accurate and very opening on that front. But her stance on it is a little weird, which is what threw me for a loop. But it helped me become the person I am today. Right. And just to clarify things, me and Brad are atheists. Absolutely. Um, and she helped me become one, actually, because studying religious history in her books. I own a history of God. And Brad actually gifted me a short history of myth, I, which I, is kind of covered in the first couple of chapters of History of God, but it's expanded here. And I, it's very educational. It's very awesome. I'm glad. I still I feel a little bad that I actually gave money to Karen Armstrong, though. But that's, all, that's it. Because, again, this right. stuff has been scholarly right. uh, approved. I mean – there's a lot of information yeah, here. Yeah. If you're religious, you should probably read these books. Sure. Um, she has a new book out called The Case for God, or A Case for God. Right. And I saw it in the store. Personal, I, again, this is all prefacing before, the, before we even get into the conversation. And I picked it up because I trusted her. I was like, oh, yeah, this, this lady helped me out when I was younger. Uh, so I look through the book. I'm looking at title sections and like just names of all this stuff. And guys, I'm almost sure it's the same book as A History of God, just written a decade later and maybe updated with a few tweaks, but just named something different, which is interesting in its own right. Um, it may be a red flag. I don't know why you need to reshuffle something you've already right. written and then put it out as another thing and call it A Case for God, but she feels compelled to. She's Brad, I'm not sure how, where we want to go with this because I can kind of see where she's coming from, where, where she's coming from, where she wants to come from. But I just, I just disagree with it. I don't understand it. I'm confused now. Here's the thing. Let's 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 throw it Karen out. Karen Armstrong is a huge apologist for religion in general. Now, what what is her stance? It's hard to really pin down. Because, I thought it was easy reading her books. Again, mm-hmm. um, I was young. This was like five, almost ten years ago when I read A History right. for God. So then, I guess I was just reading what I wanted to read, just like the history of it, and thinking, wow. With all this stuff about the history of Christianity, Judaism, mm-hmm. Islam, religion's kind of ridiculous. Right. Of course. How could you not come to that conclusion? But I didn't – and in her book, she's very – she takes a middle-of-the-road stance, which I guess is the apologist part. But she doesn't really – she's like, look, obviously gods don't exist. Right. Um, but in these books, I know in the history of God, at the end of it, it seemed like she was trying to advocate, but even though they don't exist, there's something about religion, there's something about people trying to aspire for something greater than themselves that we need to maintain in our culture. 
Right. Um, I don't know if that's her stance now. No, her stance now is that religion is important because religion, you see what the thing is, religion, it's, you see, people have got it all wrong. People don't understand religion. People don't really believe in gods and sky gods and deities. People believe in something, something beyond that. They believe in the silence and music. Or music. You know how it is that when you go to the symphony and there's a beat of silence very often as the last notes die away and before the applause begins. Uh, well, theology at its best is helping you to live in that moment of silence. What? <laughs> Guys, when I listen to this, what I got from the podcast, again, we're talking about the Think Podcast. I don't, I don't mean to like just ramble on about this, um, but it really did confuse me at first because she says she's basically advocating people can don't believe this, but yet they do believe it. They don't believe it, but they do believe it. She's a strong advocator that our ancestors um, – I'm not exactly sure where the time frame on this falls. She makes a ridiculous historical jump. She jumps around from – from over hundreds of years of saying, well, people didn't people didn't really believe in gods. No one ever actually believed the, the all of the you know all of the mythology. Yeah. And I was trying to think. I think she pins it around American Protestantism. Like right when Protestants were in America, that's mm-hmm. when it started to happen, where people really did believe right. everything about the Bible wholeheartedly or any right. religion. It was like, well, no, it was just Christianity. Like, okay, Earth, yeah. Created in six days, God rested on the seventh day. I guess created in seven days. The Earth is only six thousand years old. Very literal interpretations of this. But before right. that, of course, they didn't believe any of that. None of it matters. Especially like we're talking like old school Greek right. and or in Mesopotamia, like all, all, all the old all, world, all religions to that point, they didn't really believe it, but they believed it, to, right. which doesn't make sense. According to, me. to Karen Armstrong, people always, people always, all throughout history, have always just picked and choose, you know, the the important ethical lessons, and didn't believe, you know, in, in the stories. It never mattered. In the past, uh, Jewish and uh, Christian theologians both said that it was impossible to read these texts literally uh, because they're very contradictory. And you have to seek, work hard to find an inner spiritual meaning that will make these texts speak uh, to your particular circumstances. Ridiculous. Yeah. I would almost say that that's impossible. Right. Those are- Listen, here's the foundation of Christianity and why I am very much against Christianity specifically, I mean, it's all religions, um, but... I mean, yeah, I, I would say that I, I all religions, truth, I mean... Truth is important. I put a high value on truth. Very true. Um, truth is true. Right. Truth is true. <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's the, ba- the basis of Christianity is the whole sacrifice of Jesus. It's the, it's the, idea, it's the idea that we are all, we are all damned... And that we and through through a blood sacrifice of Jesus, we can all go to heaven. Well, here's the problem: the idea of hell itself, the concept of hell, is immoral. <laughs> Infinite punishment for a finite crime is immoral. That's the basis of Christianity. You can't defend it beyond that. Wait, Brad, you're gonna have to explain that a little bit more. I understand what you're saying, but I'm pretty sure our audience got lost on that. Just you're saying that the basis of Christianity is immoral. The basis of Christianity is completely and totally immoral. Let's 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 take away the fact that God sacrifices him to, to himself, and it's not really a sacrifice because he goes to be the king of heaven, not well, a sacrifice. Technically, he was already the king of the heavens. He was already the king of heaven. He came to earth to sacrifice himself in human form as his son so that we could all be saved. Why he had to do that, I don't understand, but it's not a sacrifice at all. If, 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 you, if you could... 
if everyone you cared about right now, Alex, uh-huh. if you could, if you could do something to make the rest of eternity for them awesome and they live forever, would you do it? Sure, I guess. Maybe. Okay. What if you well, have that to would, die? What if you have to die? Is, there's you, a lot of things to go into that. First off, you would have to think. What if there's what if, an eternity? I, right. My soul could live forever. Our souls existed. What if you also get to live for eternity? All right. Every, everyone you care about, you can help. And you personally can live forever in eternity and be yeah, happy. That'd be great. Do I get a mansion? Yeah, it's a huge sacrifice. Do I get ice cream too? Yeah, you just have to make that huge sacrifice of living, What's a huge sacrifice? living, living happily forever in eternity. That's it? Yeah, that's the sacrifice. Not a sacrifice. That can't be all the sacrifice. So they're, they're right. That's just that's base, my basis complaint against Christianity. Ridiculous. I, I will say that's a little bit of muddying of the waters because that's not what all Christian and God, I, I don't even want to go into history of Christianity right now. But it, not all of it started that way. Right. Um, but it was a lot of it was equally ridiculous. Right. I mean, they did pretty much meet a long time ago and decide, look, this is the route of Christianity we're going to take. Right. And before that, there were tons of different versions of that. Some of them thought Jesus was just a person. He was just more of like a philosopher and that they believed in a magical sky guy, but not really, um, which is kind of what Karen Armstrong says. But it was different. Right. But we're veering away from Karen Armstrong a bit. I just I want to throw and that out. making a stance of Christianity. I would have to say that I – if someone who is an atheist, I think people get hung up on Christianity a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it is one of the major, major world right. religions. I think it's just because it's, it's here. I don't talk prevalent. about – when I say religion, I don't pick on Christianity alone. I, no. I mean, I say all religions to me are just right. kind of ridiculous. Yeah, of and course. And if you study the history of it, you know. Right. I mean, if you read Karen Armstrong's book, History of God, or if you just you know read some of the scholarly research, um, Judaism, uh, which is the root of Christianity, and technically Islam, though people don't like to talk about that. It started out polytheistic, not mon- yeah. monotheistic. It's also weird to me. Religious people only talk about God, like especially right. over here in the West. I'm assuming, like everyone talks, even when we, me and Brad have gone to the atheist meetings locally in Cincinnati before. Um, interesting time, Absolutely. <laughs> and that may be all we say about that for right now. Um, but all they talk about is they throw out God. I don't see how people can believe in God. I don't see how people can believe in this. And I'm like, yeah, I don't see how people can believe in deities in general. Right. I know that's what you're trying to say, but just say that. Right. I, 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 I want to meet some. I want to meet somebody that believes in the Norse gods. That'd I just be want to awesome. meet somebody that believes in Thor. And I don't Loki. know why you would choose monotheism over polytheism. No. Obviously, polytheism is more fun. Absolutely. I just read a book. It was a fictional book. It was called uh, "Gods Behaving Badly." It was just light fluff. Um, it needs to be made into a movie because it would be pretty awesome. Uh, a British woman wrote it. Uh, she was an anthropologist, actually. And, um, yeah, it was just fun. I thought, why don't we believe in multiple gods anymore? I could get behind that. I mean, I wouldn't believe it, but, I mean, I could get behind that being a major movement because it's just fun. Right. Why can't religion be fun again? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what Kieran Armstrong meant. Back in the day, they didn't yeah. really believe it. They just wanted to have fun. But, Kier- but that's not what she means. No, Kieran Armstrong, she's, she's basically – she's trying to say religion's important. It's not real. There's no gods. But it's, it, it is something. It's, it's something indefinable. When we say God, we don't mean a magical man in the sky. We mean something indefinable. We mean we mean something that we can't understand. What does that mean? That's what would get me. I don't understand. Name that. one thing that that you can't understand and can't define. Why do we even ha- why even have a term for it? If it's something that doesn't matter, can't affect you, has no definition, it doesn't exist. As we understand the word exist, and you cannot make new definitions for the word exist. A lot of people would go, aha, and then come in with something that was ridiculous at that moment, Brad. right? Because they're like, how do you explain the soul? First off, why, no are you, why are you assuming there's a soul to begin with? Prove to me there's a soul. Says in the good book. Nah. It says a lot well, of crazy shit. A in the lot good of book. religions have talked about souls before. Yeah. 
Honestly, guys, I think it's a little bit of wishful thinking. There's yeah. no empirical evidence for it. No, and I mean all. that doesn't mean that there's not one, but just because there isn't. I mean, there has to be empirical evidence for something before I believe it. Alex, That's just general. There's also no evidence that I don't have in, invisible, intangible wings growing out of my back that you can't see, feel, or touch. But they're there. I mean, yeah. But what's the point of even talking about it? Yeah. There's no reason at all. No reason. You can't just choose to believe something for no reason. It's ridiculous. And our ideas about Santa Claus change and develop in time. But we're not encouraged so much in our society to think to... Uh, let our ideas about God become more sophisticated. Myth is addressing those more elusive aspects of life, those for which there are no easy solutions that help us to deal with the turbulence of our grief and dismay when we learn we've got cancer. Our doctors can help us to cure our cancer and they can diagnose the disease, but they can't help us to die well, kindly and compassionately. For that, people have turned to myth. I love religion, but not not in the fact that I love I'm not I'm a five and tour. I love the history of religion. I love the mythos about it. I think it's amazing. It's how it's off. It is a, it's awesome. Mythology, what that says about our cultures, our present past cultures. And by and large, uh, except for the guy on the side of the highway who stopped traffic and was a nuisance to the society we <laughs> talked about in, a, in an earlier Ramjack. I mean, most religious people are just most religious people aren't really religious. Right. So when Karen Armstrong said that. Uh, people believe in gods but don't really believe in gods. I kind of got what she meant until right. she started pulling that weird stuff. Like then she talked about what prayer was for her, and I thought, well, how does prayer really fit into your idea of gods existing but not really existing? Right. If it's just like ritual at that point, why continue with a ritual of something you don't really believe? Card, how does the understanding of of an ineffable god affect the way we would approach worshiping God? Well, one of the things we've lost in the modern world is that we think, first of all, before we can even start to live a religious life and worship and practice uh, the uh, ethical Christian teachings, we have to believe in God. We, here's, I've got some quotes here. Uh, we've lost the joy in unknowing. Einstein had it. Why can't we be con- – and she goes on, and I'm paraphrasing here. Why can't we just be content that there is some unknown thing out there? First of all – Einstein would. Einstein was was no fan of ignorance and proud ignorance. The idea that there's something we don't know out there, and I'm going to be happy with that, to me, I find repulsive. They're also going to try to connect with that thing, right. even though you can't define it. Even though you you say there's something out there that we don't really understand, or but I feel it is weird. Yeah. Um. Why? I don't Why even would understand you how that? you can say something like that and be serious? You know, it is interesting when you think about letting go of the need to define God, it also frees people, it would seem, from the fear that they're getting it wrong. Somehow. Yes, or not believing things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I grappled with that myself for, many, for, for a long time. Now, I don't want to undermine anybody's faith. If people find that the conventional idea of God as a personality that speaks to them and that they can speak to and that, that speaks to them and that they can speak to really works for them, that it gives them a sense of transcendence. I, the, the thing about Einstein really bothers me because I, I, he did not embrace ignorance. He championed curiosity, exploration, and attempting to understand things, not complacency and a lack of knowledge. It was – it's just – it was really disturbing hearing this woman talk about how, how we should respect and revere this thing that doesn't – that even according to her, it doesn't – it's not really real, but still, it's important. Why? She never explains why. 
what's what's this? And she didn't explain why, but no. she did say stuff which I felt this was interesting. The thing that this is what I was going to talk to you about earlier. The thing that kind of got me is a little weird and offhanded. She started using some logical fallacies or interesting by the arguments. Bowl. Yeah, which is weird. And you always got to be leery of those. Right. Uh, just throwing that out there, guys. Um, but she drew a correlation with some some famous people these days, um, some upstart atheists in those communities, Richard Dawkins. Um, she said that she thought those guys had very juvenile ideas or concepts of God. To her, those are just like fundamentalist who believe that gods are real, that, again, the earth is 6,000 years old and or we're on the back of a turtle if you're uh, in Hinduism. Right. Or that we were created by a crow god if you're an Inuit. <laughs> again, if you think about the scale of deities – and the countless religions, millions, they, and how how they're very different. Even though people will say they're the same, I, no. when I was religious, people kept throwing out there. Well, a lot of those creation stories have a tree in them. That means that means Jesus is real. What? I don't oh. even. That's a huge jump. Our off. trees are very common, and therefore would very likely just by odds end up in a lot of stories. I I do not remember trees being mentioned in the Inuit creation story. Actually, it's just like this crow god just flying around, and they're just mist. All of a sudden, there's ground. And there's these pods, and people come out of pea pods, basically. Wow. Dude, it, it, that's an awesome creation story. Yeah, there's one that. where we're made out of corn. Right. The gods try to make us out of dirt. I want to say this is either Mayan or it may be Omekian. Um, but they try to make us out of dirt. That fails when they bring the spark of life into us. They try to make humans out of wood, but then we're stupid, and then we become monkeys, which is awesome. Um, but then we, humans, are made out of corn. And that sticks. Creation myths are not – I mean they're the same because they're trying to explain the same stuff. And again, there's the human condition things that will n- always be the same across cultures because we're all human. Right. Physically, not because we're all linked spiritually. It's so – I hate this nonsensical hippie jive new age spiritualism nonsense that is just undefinable. I like – I want to feel good. These words mean nothing, but they make me feel happy. And that's pretty much – I don't know what Karen Armstrong is advocating. At the end of that at the end of that interview, and at the, after, again, I might have to go back and read her books because mm-hmm. maybe it's in there Yeah, and I just didn't realize it. I, I, I will say – because they throw this argument too about I, – I don't know where you fall on this, Brad. I guess technically you could fall on the side of, of ag- agnostic if you really wanted to, I guess, think about it. Well, um, here's – Because – and they'll say, well, there's no way you can you know, disprove it or whatever. We talked about that. But – could there be something out there that started everything? But that's not really what you mean as a concept of God. Here's, you want a creator God that also was a personal God. At least a lot of people in the West do. But even if there was something that started everything, first off, why do you have to call it God? It's right. not going to be what you have in your mind as a God. I don't think it set up an afterlife, or, or why would it set up an afterlife? Crazy. Um, with no all this uh, empirical no evidence we have things. about our life that we've found yeah. out, hence the Big Bang and stuff like that, evolution. It's a weird end game, and why would we ever be able to understand it if it did exist? Right. And why would it care? Why should we care if it's not really talking to us? Right. Or trying. So you could be an agnostic to that point, but I would say that as far as any religion that we can think of, obviously wrong. Right. Obviously that doesn't exist. Yahweh, not real. Elohim, Elohim, which is the original thing uh, in one of the four books that the Old Testament was written from. Um, that was the polytheism. One of them called them. I think I think I'm pronouncing that right. The Halloween. It was original. It was later changed to Halloween, which is just singular. Or maybe I have that reverse. But that's yeah. I mean, yeah. It started out as polytheism. My 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 problem with the whole throwing agnostic is because a lot of people try to say, well, it's more sensible to be an agnostic. Here's the question: Do you believe in God? You can either say yes, I believe in God, 
anything else is atheist because if you're not belief is really a 100% thing if you, I, I believe this is, is it a hundred percent thing I think apparently it is. it's not apparently you can believe and not believe in something <laughs> I believe this chair is here if I if I if I think anything else except that yes this chair is here then even if I'm not sure it's that's not believing so I would be a chairist I guess you either <laughs> you either have theism or you do not there's no there's no middle ground and it I, may make you feel better and but it means nothing in the scope of religion at least in what most people consider religion in the scope most people think about that makes total sense right if you're talking about a larger sense I could still kind of see a case for agnosticism, maybe. Well, I mean, but the, the if thing we is, we know locally that stuff's not real. If, I mean, but what's the point? It's not if if that's the. I mean, if you're trying to say agnosticism, you know, makes more sense and everything. It's well, I mean, it's not like it's not like there's anyone that's saying that. Oh, I'm 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 an atheist. There's absolutely no way there could be a god. Even if there was a god, I would still not believe in it because there's well, always stupid. there's always that you know I don't know zero point zero 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 one percent chance. If there was a god, then. Okay, I'm sure it could do something to prove to me that it existed. In which case, I would believe in a god. But would you believe it's a god? Because it couldn't be something that could have the powers of god, but it not or deities, right? But how would you know for sure that it exactly. was a deity? I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw out for the sake of argument. I, I will concede to the fact that if it was a god in the sense that I guess we're coming up with a god and it wanted to prove itself as being a god, I'm, I guess it could come up with some way. Possibly, maybe I have no idea what that would be. Well, but I mean, surely. easily, if something like that, it could trick people by using religious myths and be like, right. oh, yeah, I'm yeah. Jesus. But I mean, I, I. Oh, yeah, I'm Loki. I think of thousand things before God. <laughs> I mean, I'd be more likely to believe if tri- something Trixie's a, aliens. If something was a Trixie's alien that came down, <laughs> it's like, yeah, we'll, we'll go, what is that? Any, take your pick. You wanted North, Norse mythology? Yeah. Basically, they came down. Oh, yeah, Ragnarok's real. Oh. Yeah, North Mythology's great. I'm Thor. Um, Prove it. And he just shoots lightning out of a giant hammer, all pyrotechnics. Just because that's a powerful thing, then at least go along with what it's doing. I mean, we couldn't really do anything against it. <laughs> right. But I. But that doesn't mean it's a deity. That doesn't mean it's... How would you take this crazy. thing? It's weird. You can't... Yeah. It's a very strange... It's Yeah. It's, it's, the thing is, for all practical purpose, I, I the term atheist, I'm completely cool with. I mean, that's why I call myself an atheist. Right. I mean... I would probably say that in a larger scheme that I am agnostic in the way I just described. I, but you're both. I don't, I don't believe We're, in any religions, right. though. I'm both. Most peop, I think most people that consider themselves atheists are both. I can't imagine how you could not be for that matter. Most people are agnostic and atheist toward other religions. Right. I mean, five and twoers, they're not believing that Baal is running around or uh, Marduk. <laughs> I don't see any of them cowering from Loki. Or Zeus. As much as I would love them to. Dude, I... And it's not that... I mean, most people would probably throw out stuff, and people said this before, well, you don't want religion. Why do you not want to believe in a god? Wouldn't it be better if we had gods? And yes, it would be awesome if there were deities running around. Right. It might be a double-edged sword, though, because I don't think they'd be as, as great as we would hope them to be. I mean, we put them on pedestals. They're basically, that's why we call them myths. They're, right. they're idealized figures of... Sure. But I mean, who knows? These it's, cultures or people, they're archetypes at this point. But I, you, can't, you can't just will something to be. Yeah. And you can't, you can't believe something that you don't believe... Is belief even really a choice? Dude, I don't know. Can you believe something through sheer willpower? I guess can, so. Really, can you really believe it? You think about you all those crazy, yourself. Think about all those people who like they're in a big relationship and then one of them's not feeling it. They break up and then one person agonizes for years over it. They're kind of turned into stalker. That's being unrealistic about it. I mean, that's not mm-hmm. outside the realm. I mean, we're organic. Something can break down. Right. 
Um, all right, just take it back to Karen Armstrong for a second. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're getting way off yeah. the base, but that's because I, I don't know. I, it's, it's, we never really talk about this on the yeah. show. We just kind of allude to it. Uh, there, at one point, she says that that's, that science, you know, can take care of the rational things in the world, but but it, it, it can't help it can't help you find meaning when your child dies. What is this called? Overlapping magisteria? Is that what this is? Oh, I hate this non-overlapping magisteria. That there's two there's two spheres. There's the sphere of science, and there's the sphere of religion, and they don't touch. They're completely separate things. What are you talking about? What, I don't what, understand that. Where does the line of religion? science end? Well, it can't explain what happened before the Big Bang. Well, I, true, but what's the point of trying to figure it out what happened before the Big Bang? And I mean, it that's can't, the before it, time, and it can't explain. It's probably it yet. before time. I mean, there's no why we don't we can't know even, that it can't explain. We might be able to at some point, maybe. And if so, I think we'll be more likely to find a scientific explanation than one that we think up. And people don't understand religion. what science is. First off, let's break that down. Science is the study of stuff that science is basically using empirical evidence to prove something true or non-true. Right. It's the, it's, it's based on evidence. Yeah. It's the study we of don't facts go in, and truth. Yeah. It's not like we go in saying this is what we're going to find and we find it. A lot right. of times in science, things aren't – are like found out to be non-true. It's like, oh, well, we, we study that. Scientific method is great. This Probably is one of the best things humans ever came up with. This is this is I think this is the I think this is the core root of my problem with Karen Armstrong. She started with this premise that religion has something good to give us, and she worked her way there. It she does starts, have awesome stories to give. She start she starts <laughs> with the fact that religion enriches us and has an importance. I don't see the proof of that. I can see how some people could make that case, but not the way she makes it. If I, if I could go back to this the baby thing a minute. Um, religion can give you meaning when your child dies. What? How so? What meaning do you want? I, I mean, your child is it, dead. You have a dead kid. What do you want? It's the human experience. It's um, unfortunate, but it happens. Why don't you stop? Why don't you stop wallowing in your feelings and realize that your own selfish want to have everything in your life, something astronomically grand on a cosmic scale, it, it's ridiculous and I think repulsive. Get over yourself. <laughs> this this is the problem. I I don't know if it's just through evolution, whether we can I don't want to say blame, but whether that's a cause that we're very self centered as just beings in general, right? Because we have to get our genetics duplicated and out there. So I can see how that could come about naturally. But Alex, still, does that make it right or wrong? Alex, what, what is, is right or wrong? Alex, right? how is science going to give you meaning when your when your kid's dead? How's it going to give you meaning? How? Explain. What do, you, what do you mean by meaning? Why do I have to get meaning, meaning from it? It happened. It's unfortunate. Maybe there was something I did wrong. Maybe it was something that just happened. Religion can help you. Religion can help you find a meaning. Help me with what? <laughs> find a meaning. What meaning? <laughs> with your dead kid. Your dead kid. It's got a meaning. It's got a <laughs> meaning. And religion will give you that meaning. Really? Because there's not one. Get over it. Yeah, and again, people have different views on this stuff. And just because me and Brad are atheists and we think that most of the other views are ridiculous, I guess – um, doesn't mean that we're okay. Maybe Brad would be a little. I, I think people should believe whatever they want to believe, as long as they're not hurting anyone or infringing other people's beliefs. Right. Um, just because that's something people need to do for themselves. Sure. I mean, not everyone is an atheist. Obviously, <laughs> a lot of people are secret about that, and we had to be for a long time. Um, but different people would do different stuff. I mean, don't think that we're just you know well, okay. We are basically picking on religion, but absolutely. But we're not close-minded. I mean, I could easily be told. I mean, I could easily be convinced that deities are real, because if I have empirical evidence on it, then sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not? Sure. It's it. But it. But Karen Armstrong has just got this hippie jive spirituality nonsense, and it just it. 
I think it actually. I I I want to say that I think these these half-assed new age spiritual people that refuse to define anything um, because they they don't believe in religion, but they want to pretend they do for whatever reason. I want to say I think it actually annoys me more than religious people. And a lot of people will want to believe a lot of stuff in religion is real. Like again, don't you want to believe that gods are running around controlling things? That'd be fun. Do you really want that to happen though? Because that means they control everything. Right. And that's weird when you really think about yeah. how events happen out. Um, do you really want to believe there's an afterlife? Sure, it'd be great if there was something after this. I mean, do we need to worry about it? I definitely don't think so because, again, there's no empirical evidence for it. In fact, there's a lot of empirical evidence that the stories people have about near-death experiences or what happens after you die aren't real at all. They're just things that happen in your brain really quick. At one point, Karen Armstrong, um, when she's she's going after Richard Dawkins, she she yeah, tries to heard, she yeah. tries to make the argument that well, according to Richard Dawkins, um, I what what I, because of what I think and what I believe, I'm just as bad as Osama bin Laden, which is a jump. It's a logical it's fallacy. Ridiculous. It's a weird I, a correlation. It's like wait a minute. No, I'm pretty sure he doesn't think you're Osama bin Laden. No, I don't think a, so. A religious, like a terrorist, using I guess religion to get his own socio political means, and, right? Afghanistan. I, I, I will say, though... I know that, she didn't mean that, right. that literal, but... I will say that I do think um, people that pretend to go along with religion just for the sake of, you know, I don't know why, even though if they don't really believe in it, I do well, think... Well, it's not really relevant. Well, I, I mean, most people don't need religion in their lives. I, I do think those people, uh, because of those people refusing to take a stand, um, it does it does give... Because they are part of the populace... Of the religious people, I think it does give creed to the crazy religious people that do crazy religious things and terrible things because they're part of that majority. So I, you know, where no, of course she's not Osama bin Laden, but if she's contributing to, you know, the popularity of this religion by refusing to stand up and admit what she actually believes, <laughs> I, I would she's say part of the problem. I, 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 I kind of I see where you're going with that, Brad. But I, I don't know if that's a really strong argument because even she's against fundamentalist. Right. I mean, obviously, she says herself, gods aren't real, well, but I, they're real. Most people. But she doesn't mean that. She most means, people. I mean, most people, of course, are against crazy fundamentalists that do crazy, insane things. But at the same time, like, think about it. Think about when you see on the news, it's like um, cr- this, you know, this crazy religious, you know, group got together and they ended up, you know, whatever. They abused their child. They abused a child because of an exorcism, whatever. You hear these stories all the time. Um, it's all. It, you always see these people like, yeah. I mean, they were faithful people, but they went the wrong way. Hey, what? <laughs> hey, guys, um, what? Why are you? Why are you being soft on this? Don't stop cuddling. Maybe that's what it is. I will say this though: I can kind of buy her her the stance on pe- people are they believe in gods, but don't, and the fact that she says a lot of people in the South are, are fundamentalist, and that they do believe in hardcore deities are real and mm. in my life right. and we were raised in the south yeah so maybe that perspective didn't really dawn on me and when i was listening to this podcast and i guess getting her stance on it which, which again i didn't get through two books that i've read of hers mm-hmm. and again i was young when i read the main one but i i know a lot of people who are religious but they're not really i mean they don't really practice it again they just like to believe that these things and i guess when someone dies it does give them meaning like okay well maybe there is an afterlife it's not meaning but i it's weird i don't understand it this one really disturbs me. I've listened to this. I listened to this about three times in preparation <laughs> talking about this, and it fills me with so much rage listening to this woman. It's sad that you can't find the podcast anymore because they cycle them through on Think. Um, I say give it a listen if you can find it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I would even say read A History of God. Tell us what you think about it. I, I don't know if you mean to read A Case for God because it's about the same. Maybe you could read one or the other. Um, give us your opinions, I guess. Oh, also, can I just mention, um, at one point during the podcast, there's a call from Glenn from Fort Worth. <laughs> oh, I just yes. like to about Glenn. Glenn. This is just a heads up on normal, uh, <laughs> just a heads up in general about this certain thing. Now, Glenn calls in. He's a, he's a scientist. He, he is a scientist. Well, not a scientist. He's an engineer. He's a scientist, but not a but scientist. But not a scientist, <laughs> which I think is why he can believe in a god, but not believe in a god. And he, he happens to think that, you know, it really upsets him that, you know, pe- people just can't have, people can't discuss these things. Um, without without it, it getting to to fervor, people can't get people seem to get emotional about discussing these things. Well, here's the thing: if I, if there actually were gods, and you really believed there were gods, and there really were gods, I mean, if there was a god, it would be the most significant, important thing ever. It's something we would need to know about. I, I don't feel I don't. This is why I think this is another thing that really disturbs me about people that don't believe in gods but believe in gods. If there was gods, I mean, that would be that would be the end all, a most amazing. Thing ever it would change everything, absolutely everything, but there's not. <laughs> so I, I, I mean, how can you really? I, I don't really understand how you have sensible conversations between people that believe in absolute fantasy and people that refuse to believe in absolute fantasy. There's such insanely opposing viewpoints. <laughs> there's no middle ground. There is no middle ground. I will say that the way he phrased it, I could I kind of gave him credit a little bit, even though he is an engineer who uh, well, he's is a scientist. A he is a scientist that's not a scientist. Guys, just to tip off, the people who are scientists who support creationism tend to be engineers by and large. Yeah, if you see, ever see a study, look into that. Yeah, I mean, me and Brad know this because we've read. We're well read on all of this stuff. I mean, I did not come to my belief lightly. Like it took me years, and like I was a hardcore. And I, would, I wouldn't say I was fundamentalist, but I was – Brad can attest to this. Yeah. Alex, I was pretty five and two. I was I, – I, I tend to remember in high school Alex praying before meals. I prayed before every meal. I used to pray – I'll admit this. I used to pray to God like every hour because I was just like <laughs> letting him know what's up. But I did do it a little differently. I never right. asked for anything for myself because I felt that was selfish and why would a deed even worry about that? Right. I didn't – I wasn't – Yeah. So weird. And then it is weird to think about now. You've come a long way. But I – yeah, I, I wanted to go into seminary. I wanted to become a preacher and go around – preaching the good word like i was in it guys i was in it i think i did actually come into my atheism lightly <laughs> you you were pretty young because i well i never really got it like i just kind of like i once i realized that people actually believed it was real i was like probably like five or so and it was like <laughs> that, like wait a minute. it was that shocking realization that this wasn't like santa claus and people actually <laughs> seriously took this for real and it freaked me out that might have been the first time i started questioning like, seriously, question, but I was pretty young when I realized there wasn't a Santa Claus. And our ideas about Santa Claus change and develop in time, but we're not encouraged so much in our society to think, to uh, let our ideas about God become more sophisticated. Um, I want to say, what, I was in like seventh, twelfth grade when I, no, I'm kidding. I, <laughs> I was young though. My parents told me there wasn't a Santa Claus and immediately it dawned on me there's no such thing as a tooth fairy, there's no Easter bunny. I, I'm not going to try to process at this young age that deities may not be real. Oh. But I, I came to the conclusion later in life, mainly because I started studying the history of it. Mm-hmm. I thought, look, if I'm going to give my heart to this, which, and again, I, t- I spoke in those terms at that time. <laughs> what does that I'm, mean with my heart? If I'm going to give my whole heart and spirit to this, if I'm going to dedicate my life to this, I want to make sure this is what God really wants for me. And I was still speaking God singular there, right? The whole concept of uh, other religions. Again, when you're in the South doesn't really dawn on you. You tend to fully focus on one. 
if this is what I need to do, I need to know the history of it. I can't half-ass it. I need to be able – I need to know this. And when you study the history of religion, um, you begin to pretty much not be religious. <laughs> I studied Christian religions. I studied pretty much most of the gamut, especially with the major religions, mm. and came to the conclusion, I, this is ridiculous. I, and it hurt. I mean there was a, a good two to three years where I was kind of I, – I would say I was depressed. I, I, was remember, like, I, I couldn't remember, accept I it. These times. I was like, I don't want to, this can't be real. I can't accept this. And I guess I was in a, a position where it was really hard. Like, mm. I really want to believe that deities are around, but with what I've read, with what I'm experiencing, with the empirical evidence before me, I can't. And that was a real, again, I told you, I was ready. To, I wanted to go to college to become a preacher. I, I was ready for it. I, and then, I, then my earth was basically shattered. <laughs> I was like, what? Deities aren't real. I, it's. I oh, mean, really, man, it's over. I, I really like. I value. So, I just. I value truth very much. Yeah. So when we say all this, don't think that we were abused as children. First off, because someone told me that when I was in college. Well, I know all atheists. Pretty much, they were abused as children. Right. Um. No. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of people who are abused anyway. Regardless, I, that has nothing. That's not even a factor to factor into it. And they might be thinking, well, they just kind of decided on it. it was a it was a hard choice. I was not in this camp at all. And then I guess through education, <laughs> exactly. I came to this point right now, education, learning, valuing of truth. It's important people. It's important guys. Facts, reality and truth are important. That's, that's my personal stance. Yeah. So there we are guys. Listen to think, uh, let us know what you think about this stuff. If you want. Sure. Um, it's a call. We'll listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Brad, if you had a wish in your heart of hearts, mm-hmm. <laughs> my heart of hearts, where my feelings are inside my my heart, my aorta is filled with feelings. Out of uh, the multitude of pantheons of religious deities, mm-hmm. spanning mono polytheism, okay, which which ones would you root for for being real? Ass- uh, yeah, let's just assume that. that which ones uh, would you want to be real? Man, that being created from corn sounds good, but. Love that story, but I, you know, I gotta go. I gotta go. Japanese math gods. <laughs> you gotta go with Shintoism. <laughs> Japanese math gods are where it's at. You can still see them. They're out there off the coast. They got like weird ribbons around them <laughs> that they link each other. <laughs> ones for <laughs> hard maths are like like numeral math, like algebra, right. and one of them's for space geometry. Yeah. Japanese math gods all the it's way. Where's that? G- Japanese math gods. And the Japanese Shintoism has gods for everything. Yeah. It's one of the most fun religions. Seriously. Guys, seriously. If you're, hey, Why aren't people pulling for Shintoism? If you're five and two and you want to shake up your life a little bit, hey, don't don't move around your furniture. Don't redecorate. Don't buy a new car or, or sleep with some weirdo <laughs> at a bar. No. Bust out your protractor. <laughs> bust out your protractor. Get your TI-83 calculator. Get your TI-83 and hop on the Shinto train. That's a religion I can get behind. Something that's based on math. <laughs> Let's help the people <laughs> who believe in us to but, have an education. But you don't have to really believe in them. You can believe in them, but not really believe in them. It's the best of both worlds. Yeah, Shintoism. Shintoism. <laughs> Ramjack it's, approved. It's out there. <laughs> Three Tanoli is given movement. Six given life. Nine. Ramjack. Guys, this is episode 16 of Ramjack. If you haven't noticed yet, where have you been? What are you, what are you looking at? Pay attention.
I was wrong. This is actually episode 17. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> Alex, you're a dummy. <laughs> We're almost I'm standing legal. up. I'm trying something new with the podcasting. We're trying it again. You are, uh, what is that stance called? There's a name for that stance. Captain Morgan stance? Yeah, it's Captain Morgan stance. Something else. I forget what it is now. A manly stance? As my voice cracks as I say that. <laughs> a pretty, pretty princess stance. Uh, it's a, the a, manly stance. A, a, we're a, all misfits. A dainty thrust. <laughs> Misfit toys. <laughs> that guy did have a voice kind of like that. <laughs> Guys, um, uh, episode 17. Episode 17 brought to you by West Bend's Property 2. Um, also brought to you by Fuse. Fuse. And I would hope we would be brought to you by Sleepy Time Wellness Tea. Sleepy ben Time just Wellness got up tea. from a nap and a shower. I had to thaw my core, man. He had to thaw his core out, guys. Brought to you by thawed cores. <laughs> <laughs> Did you thaw your core today? Thawed out, people. Thawed out. <laughs> uh, to help us get into the Halloween spirit yet again, we have watched a movie. It's it's Ernest Scared Stupid. Ernest Scared Stupid. It was stupid. <laughs> All right, guys. Should we explain Ben's history with this movie if he'd never well, seen well, it first off, first off, first off, first off. I had seen this movie. You had seen this as a child. And before we watched this, uh, we became Netflix buddies because you yeah. can do that on Netflix. Uh, you can, you know, it's kind of like a Facebook type thing. You can compare, contrast. Whatever. And our percent's pretty high, right? Yeah, actually, you're the highest on my percent. So you outrank uh, both of my sisters that are on Netflix. Hey, Susan. <laughs> What's your other but sister's name? Is she- my, my question is <laughs> Why isn't she listening? <laughs> According to your Netflix rating, you, this is basically on par with Star Wars Episode 4. Yeah, easily. Easily. Again, again, easily. may I point out the Netflix rating system. How many stars did you give it? I gave it four stars. You gave so it four I stars. Liked it. You so really liked so you it. Really no, liked I really it. liked it. You really liked it. Did I love it? First hey, off, uh, why don't you love Star Wars Episode Four? <laughs> See, ben has that problem. Why did I not like Alex, Star Wars? Do you really Wars? like Star Wars? I really like Star Wars. Do you really like Ernest Scared Stupid? Yeah. What's the What's the problem? <laughs> I'll tell you the problem is that I love Star Wars. And I will venture to say I'm somewhere between I hated Ernest Scared Stupid and I didn't like it. So if maybe, I could give half stars, this would be one and a half. If I have to choose, I might choose one. In fact, I'm choosing one. I decided I hate this movie. As a definitive choice I hate this from movie. Ben. No, I made it. It's done. It's a now, one star. Now, if you know Ben, whenever he sees a movie, he rates it really high at first and then the days later brings it down. <laughs> yeah, so this is a zero uh, yeah. star movie for Ben. There's I give, a, I give it three. I liked it. I, 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 I might have given it more, but the thing is... I feel like other Ernest movies are so much better. This one kind of let me down. Ernest Goes to Camp, amazing theme song. Great, great song. Um, Ernest Saves Christmas. Awesome. Weird in premise and odd in execution, but a fun time. That would my, I loved it. How did you not got? How did you guys not think this was a fun ride, dude? Here's the thing: I had never seen this one. This was the this was because this was later. This was 1991, which was really past the, the the Ernest Prime. I was in first grade when this came out. Maybe going into second. Right. I thought it was fun as a kid. I was terrified of the trolls. If I had seen it as a kid, I'm sure things would be different. So I gave it four stars, Ben. Ideally, it would be a three-star movie for me. Mm, um, a little just nostalgia because it was a fun time. Yeah. But for the childhood nostalgia, Absolutely. it's a four-star movie right. for me. Wrong. Because I saw it as a child, too. And I'm going to tell you, as a nine-year-old, I didn't get Ernest movies. So as a 27-year-old, I sure as fuck don't get Ernest <laughs> movies. You are a fool then and you're a fool I'm now, sorry, sir. dude. No. Jim Varney, awesome. That's a slinky dog in Toy Story. Awesome <laughs> as Jed Clampett in the remake of uh, Beverly Hillbillies. That's right. I, I will put Beverly Hillbillies remake I, with Rob Schneider <laughs> it, above... It is, Above um, any I, Ernest movie. Can I just say, I I had a bad experience with the Beverly Hillbillies movie just because my family, because rednecks love redneck culture. Yeah. They were obsessed they sure with the Beverly do. Hillbillies movie. 
And my mother, who did not watch films because she is not very competent as a human being and cannot stay awake through films, um, she okay, would, she would rent the same movies over and over again and catch more of them every time before falling asleep on a couch. <laughs> so I've seen the Beverly Hillbillies movie probably about eight thousand fucking times, <laughs> and it's better than any Ernest movie ever. And I, well, <laughs> hey, people have different opinions That's about right. things, and right. around Jack, we sure. embrace that absolutely. We love it even. So Ben, I'm Diversity. sorry if you didn't have a fun time in this movie. I'm um, sorry you don't love Star Wars. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Basically, yeah. Ben, I like Star Wars a lot. The, the original trilogy kid, is automatic five, dude. Dude, did, uh, we already I, had conversations about this. We used to play Star Wars at Playground at Recess. You did. We would play, so I, was, I was an Ewok. You I was were, the Ewok. Were the Ewok. I was Wicked. <laughs> you were Wicked. Nice. <laughs> Who are you going to be? I'm going to be Darth Vader. Cool, I'm going to be Obi-Wan. Who do you want to be? Wicked? I want to be Wicked. <laughs> Of course. Awesome. Tell me there was a Princess awesome. Leia. Tell me there was at least a Leia that you were the sidekick of. If there was... It was a guy, which well, is also weird. Well, of course it was a guy. It was all guys the uh, I don't think there was, but there may there have been. There couldn't know. have been a Leia. Or if there was a Leia, meh. He's Leia. Um, I'm sure he had a secret. But anyway. Um, and that's how we bring it back to Halloween, because you... Pretended to be these people as a kid. I, that's not bringing back to Halloween. I'm sorry. We might want to cut that. Um, yeah. Alex makes no sense keeping it. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long day. So, all right, we got the film. <laughs> it's 1991. Ernest has passed his prime, but still, this movie comes out. Director John Cherry the Third, um, also written by John Cherry the Third, and a fellow by the name of Coke Sam's. <laughs> Coke, Coke Sam's. Sam's. Coke Sam's coolest name ever. Coke Sam's. Um, what else has he done? We we're going to look that up. Did he do anything else? It's not very promising. Other Ooh. Ernest stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's, he's he done. He did Ernest Goes to Africa. He does. Um, Film what, location in Nashville. He does. Know what I mean? <laughs> hey, Vern, it's my family album. 1983 video producer. Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam, which I think it was an That's early Ernest, Ernest film. Um, hey, Vern, it's Ernest, the TV series. Ernest Goes to Jail. Scare Stupid. Rides Again. Then some films not containing Ernest, The Second Chance, and The True Adventures of the Real Beverly Hillbillies. Whoa. Whoa. Reality's television show. Uh, just some history on this movie beyond just the people who wrote and directed it. Ben, I don't think you were the only person to not like this movie. Because it only grossed uh, <laughs> roughly $14 million. Did you say this was the last Ernest movie in theaters? This was the last Ernest movie to get Disney's There is an Disney's Ernest Goes touch- to Splash Mountain. Are you serious? Yeah. That had to be directed television. Yeah. This was the last movie that Disney gave its touchstone, touchstone stamp to. So, yeah, this was the end for Ernest movies. Sad. Sad. Nail in the coffin. <laughs> Guys, I know at some point we'll be covering Ernest Goes to Camp and possibly Saves Christmas. <laughs> and we'll, we we will show you the height of, of Ernest, but uh, yeah, this this is a low point. I got Ernest say. slam dunk. There are a lot of low points. <laughs> a lot of low points. This Ernest goes to Africa. That's that can't be healthy. Ernest in the <laughs> army. <laughs> I guess in, in the, the army, I'll give, oh. him, I'll give him army. I'll give him army. He was in Atlantis: The Lost Empire. That was an awesome flick, dude. I haven't seen it yet. I, really? Yeah. That was the cartoon. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. That was Disney too, right? Especially seen it on the big screen. Anyways, I digress. I really wanted to see that movie, though. I never did see it. Netflix. Anyway, um, we should also point out a little trivia about this. All of the movies Ernest has filmed, I, I know at least up to Ernest, Scared Stupid, they were filmed in Nashville, Tennessee, yeah. which is hitting a little too close to home for me and Brad. We did not realize that. Ooh, explains so much. Um, Brad, do you have the, the box with you? 
Let me let me ask ask you this, Ben. Too, would you trust the Cincinnati Enquirer? No, of course not. <laughs> Fucking liberals. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right because they raved about Ernest Scared Stupid, saying a slapstick blast. Slapstick blast. Yeah, somebody took a cut for that. They had. I, I mean, people have to to give reviews to movies like this, like that. That they, they have to. Whoever said wacky right there on the front? <laughs> that's totally that's got, what we used as totally a tagline last week. <laughs> wacky. Daily Variety, Daily a slapstick variety. blast, Cincinnati Inquirer. Guys, we are broadcasting within the Cincinnati metro area, basically. Within yeah. spitting In distance. the tri-state. Yeah. This is the tri-state. There are three states. We're here. We can see Cincinnati, the city. Yeah. Where we live. There you go. Um, so this was a special movie for all of us, especially Ben. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I gotta say, I think it was also a special movie for Ramjack because of its obvious connections to Troll 2. Obvious. Oh, yeah, definitely. A bizarre amount of parallels. There's a lot of stuff in this movie and to begin with that hit close to Ramjack. First off, it, it, it's, it's, it's a metaphor about hoarding, right? It's all about the hoarding. The entire film is about hoarding. All about hoarding. I did not catch that the first time. And in time fact, I saw he it. is trying to break a hoarder. That is the central plot line. It is. Ernest, Ernest is a garbage collector. He Try, is. And, and who, who's the hoarder? It's Eartha Kit. Eartha Kitt, wait, I know that name. Isn't she a Batman villain of some sort? Sure is. Wasn't no. she much, a Catwoman? Much like Frank Gorshin. Who oh, I know that name. name. It's all connecting. We watch films that feature Batman villains. <laughs> it's awesome. one of the things we do here. <laughs> it's Rain. Which what we yeah. As a podcast, it's one of our contrib- it's one of our contributions to society. Exactly. We also um this film the villain, the the scary, spooky creature unleashed in this film happens to be a troll, not a goblin. No. A troll. He is a troll, but he looks like a goblin. He does. They look very similar. And you can distinguish a troll from a goblin easily mm-hmm. with milk. Right. Because some of them love it, Gob- and some of them can't you're right. Some of them in will troll, be eradicated right. by milk. In Troll 2, they loved milk. They always had milk around. The goblins, tons of milk. No bog milk. Mm-hmm. Yet in earnest, <laughs> milk, all milk kills Trolls. Of course. Yeah. Because it does not do a body good. Right. To trolls. So milk, good for goblins, bad for trolls. Right. Yeah. Also, if you'll remember in Troll 2, the goblins turn humans into plants. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Ernest, the trolls turn humans into collectible wooden figurines. <laughs> <laughs> and which which they hoard in their trees. Which they yes. hoard. And they it gives hoard. them their power. Exactly. So really, guys, all lining up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it's kind of scary to think about that, mm-hmm. and which is great because it's Halloween. Yeah, ish. Scary guys, we can plow through this plot easily. Let's let's. Ernest unleashes a troll. <laughs> <laughs> let's give a little backstory. <laughs> Ernest's great 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 raisin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> his great great raisin prune, if you will. No yeah, raisin. Well, yeah, his raisin. Um, he uh, and the rest of the villagers in this town. Uh, caught a troll and buried it under a tree and condemned it to live there. Because that's what you do. Yeah. The troll cursed them in return, and the descendants of the raisin would eventually unleash the troll to right. do its bidding again. The troll's also, trying to raise a troll army. The troll has also left an evil curse that this that Ernest's great 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 grand raisin um, <laughs> that each that each generation of his family would become stupider and stupider. I was part of the evil curse left by the troll. Yeah, which is. Yeah. Which is sad in Ernest's case. Right. But um, it does explain. It, it, it adds to the Ernest mythology. It does. Yeah. It, it's like an origin story. Right. <laughs> Ernest origins. 
That's a possible other title. Dude, there is a mythology to these movies, isn't there? That's crazy. There's a lot more to these films. Seriously. Then you may be, then you might have originally thought, Then Cherry and Coke have a (laughs) plan for everybody. Um, I'm pretty sure Dunkin' Donuts is a huge sponsor of this film as well, because it's... Totally. There's a lot of product placement in here, which I thought was interesting, that I never realized until seeing it this time. Yeah. As an adult male. As a kid, I just know I really, really wanted donuts, but now (laughs) I know why. Because American runs on Dunkin'. Fact. Yeah. I also wanted to drink copious amounts of milk so that I wasn't, you know, harassed by trolls. Right. I wouldn't wake up and there'd be a troll in my bed. Which can happen to you. Can happen. And that scared me as a child. Check your scorecard, guys. Be wary. <laughs> you do not want to find yourself being turned into a, a small wooden collectible figurine. You know what else I learned about this? What did you learn? Trolls don't know how to use Kleenexes. They don't. I don't know yeah. if you noticed this, but this guy was just gushing snot. He's first all He had two noses. I don't know if you really He did have two noses. He they had two split. noses. And and it's it's fall. The seasons are changing. There's a lot of sinus pressure there. Exactly. I know. I understand. There's a pressure difference. I think <laughs> it's understandable. I think we can forgive the troll this. Mm. Yeah. Buy some Claritin, troll. That's all I, I'm saying, dude. Been, I, that was pretty fucking gross. Yeah. It's really hard to get health insurance. But again, for troll. <laughs> in America, <laughs> Canadian trolls have it much better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. Ernest, it's hundreds of years later. Ernest erases this troll from the <laughs> from the ground inadvertently, and he has to fight it. Because <laughs> that's how it runs. That's the entire movie. That guys. is it. And he fights it how with, with the, milk. Well, he, with meak with meak first because well, they don't. There's a missing letter in the book. Luckily, there he, there's a lot of plucky young kids in the neighborhood because trolls need kids for their magics. We've right. established that they've got to, they've they've got to collect all five collectible children figurines in order to so that they can reproduce. There you go. You you collect troll five, sex. You, you take Ooh. five kids, mm. turn them into collectible wooden figurines. Mm. You port them at your place. <laughs> troll sex involves five children. That's and not, a tree apparently. And a tree. And a tree. Ooh. Mm. Uh, he mm. turns them into wooden figures and puts them in the tree. And then troll are trolls the spawns of trees? Are they another type of? Fruit I don't know. Trolls a nut? and goblins have a lot to do with plant life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is it because they're woodland creatures? It's because they're trade, nature spirits. Or are they okay? By origin, do they, do they have like a? Do they have like a? Like a they're tree imps. Are, are they? Are they from some? Do they evolve from the same ancestor somewhere down the line? Surely they had a common they, ancestor. They must have, right? Yeah, like an yeah. acorn or something. Yeah. Okay. It's just some of them can drink milk from mammals, and some of them can't. Some blows the their nose. Difference. Some of them can't. The only difference. Trolls. Crazy. Who knew there was that much difference between them? Um, yeah, so that's the entire movie. Ernest fights them with the help of the, the neighbor kids. Right. Or the local children. The Boy, they were fucking annoying me. Yeah, they were. They were super annoying. Um, yeah. Why that kid with the giant forehead? You I mean the, the bully? There's and a his bully. little brother? That poor... I, I would hate to see him now. <laughs> we thought he was the guy from Hangman's Curse. Yeah, I know, right? The bully grew up to play a bully. He's just been typecast his whole life. There was really only one other famous person besides Ernest in this movie. Yeah, and that was uh, the girl. Yeah, Catwoman. Well, oh yeah, I forgot about Catwoman. All right. Oh, Besides Ernest and yeah, the little you meant girl. the little girl who would grow up to play uh, Tommy's girlfriend on Third Rock from the Sun. There you go, August, oh. big time star, big time star. That big was the last star. thing she did, though, sadly. But yeah, still, she had to take a break. She had to take a break. Maybe hey. she went to Harvard. Maybe she did. Living her life. Didn't Natalie Portman go to Harvard? A lot of actors go to Harvard. Yeah. All right. I digress. Who hasn't gone to Harvard? I went four times. Been there. Oh, nice. I know. (laughs) 
Ernest. Yeah, I, it's out there. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's you know really. I, another thing I'm noticing the Ernest movies. Why do they always have some sort of cannon or device that shoots food? That's a big thing. He, what is this? An elaborate machine that's like just held together with willpower. With <laughs> willpower. No, he is a master of the Rube Goldberg. Yeah, he, he is phenomenal. That 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 trash can cleaning <laughs> machine that he had in the beginning. <laughs> that was a prototype that helped him make the pizza shooter. Exactly. Or the the cat food shooter. You got to yogurt props for his machine skills. Yeah, the, the man the man can that can put together some machinery. He's a technical wizard, an idiot savant, if you will. Very nice, a rain man. Yeah, that's but the curse. Why, why do they? Why do they? Why? What's with all these food chains? And Ernest goes to camp. There's a machine that shoots food. What is this all about? There's also a machine that shoots uh, parachuting turtles. And Ernest goes to camp. Was it the snapping height? turtles? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was awesome. I remember that. This movie. <laughs> I want to start talking about Ernest goes to camp now, but we're going to talk about Ernest go. <laughs> Ernest scared stupid. Scared stupid. Those trolls were. Those trolls were kind of crafty. They were kind of crafty. Always pulling shenanigans. I, it's obviously easy for trolls to steal kids. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. This, well, I mean, especially because the parents in this movie were so bumbling. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you noticed, but there was this Halloween party at the school, this elementary school. The only people there were the parents. Where were all the kids? They were being abducted by trolls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> but did any of the parents notice? No. Was it, was it cool in the 80s for children just to run about free of, just on their own, yeah. away from their parents, just hanging out? Well, they, they trespass on... Uh, the the old woman's property. Fogland. Yeah, yeah and into into the swamp <laughs> of this area. Uh, hey, let's build a treehouse. You know where we should build it? In the swamp. <laughs> We're going to use all these parts that Ernest has hoarded for years. Hoarder. Hoarder. And, Filthy degenerate hoarders. Oh, wait a minute. An old woman owns this. She comes and complains. We're sorry. We're kids, though. Can you blame us? Our, our parents are off doing their, their jobs. Right. Whatever that is. It's, it is weird. Kids did have a, a full reign of neighborhoods in the 80s. Yeah. Parents, parents don't really care. It's whatever. Well, they do care when they go missing for a long time. <laughs> yeah. For a long it's like, really wait go minute. play. Get out of my hair. It's oh my Wednesday. God. Where's Sally? <laughs> I haven't seen that kid in a week or so. Hmm. You know, they do lightly say something about, because there's three kids at the beginning, and I give credit to the troll. Once he's released, he doesn't. He goes for those three kids, but he realizes he has other options. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Skateboard kid. And he, yeah. He just gets oh, the yeah. kid on the skateboard. Just <laughs> like skateboard kid, snatched. Snatched. And that was the only time we, we didn't even see that kid later when they <laughs> yeah. all became. There's a lot of again. messages that the movie, the bankers of this film are giving to children. One, don't yeah. ride a skateboard. It's dangerous. Trolls could get you. Exactly. Especially don't do it without a helmet. Um, right. Safety also first. Also, that your adults are, you know, blundering idiots and that they can learn something from you as a kid, that you're not unimportant. As a child, mm. it's a little wishful thinking. It is targeting <laughs> yeah. children. Let's be honest here. I went, um, also, um, the special effects in this were actually pretty awesome. They were done by the same guys that did uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Awesome. And which, like, uh, when you saw some of the, the the later trolls after they you know reproduced, and there was tons of them, like I could really see the sort of Killer Clowns influence. Yeah, are you talking special effects like makeup? Yeah, yeah. These trolls, as opposed to the goblins were phenomenal because the goblins oh, yeah. and troll two were obvious Ooh. just paper mache with burlap yeah. slacks. These were really this was really awesome makeup work. These yeah were pretty elaborate, like kind of like Rod Zombie type characters. Oh yeah, yeah, say that they were pretty sure. sweet. The actual like animation graphic, uh, not so great. Um, yeah, that was pretty bad. When those little ghosts or demons um, would pop up, what the car- you mean the cartoons? <laughs> yeah, the little. Like cartoon ghost, Ooh, I'm up, and then you know the dog runs over to it. Was it Rimshot? Yeah, Rimshot. 
I think Brad, you said that it was he was probably one of the best sidekicks I, of all time. I've always, as, as far as dog sidekicks go, I've always loved Rimshot. Because first, it's a cool dog. He's tiny. He's feisty. He gets shit done. He's an intelligent dog. Quite lovable. I'm a big fan of the Rimshot as far as dog sidekicks go. I can't really think of another dog sidekick that's worthy of mentioning. I mean, there's Eddie from Frasier, but that doesn't really count. Mm. Kind Benji, of similar to Rimshot when you think about it. Well, they were both Jack Ruffle Terriers. Mm. There you go. Benji wasn't really a sidekick. He was his own entity. <laughs> yeah, Benji was calling the shots in those <laughs> So was Ren 1010. Hooch is useless. Oh, Hooch, <laughs> dude, no. Hooch is awesome. No. Yes. Well, I'm a Tom Hanks fan, so. I'm a Tom Hanks fan, well, who but not a Hooch Tom fan. Hanks fan. Tom Hanks not a Hooch times. fan. <laughs> Pro Tom Hanks, anti-Hooch. Now, Otis. <laughs> From Milo and Otis. Otis. Wow. They're, okay, yeah, I agree. I have issues with that movie on a whole different level. Really? they killed a whole bunch of cats making that movie. Seriously? Supposedly, if you look at the credits, there is no... No animals were harmed in the making of this film. Whoa. Because what? when they're taking that cat over the waterfall, they drowned like six wow. or seven cats. <laughs> Whoa. Now, that may just be an urban legend, but I heard that yeah, as a child. So, now, I, I mean, mean I'm, not, I'm not putting any kind of fact behind this. Now, what you needed to do, because this is the Halloween special, you needed to tell that with a little <laughs> bit more of an edge to it, like... And as the cats went over the waterfall, none of them came back. <laughs> to this day, if you pass that waterfall, you can still hear the screams of cats. Meow. <laughs> Meow. And if you watch the cascade of credits at the end of the movie, there's no disclaimer about no animals being hugged. And if you're watching the room with a cat, the cat will freeze. Meow. And be possessed by the dead cats of old. <laughs> Is that like a drunk cat? <laughs> <laughs> so Ernest, yeah, Ernest scared Stu. <laughs> Can we talk really? How, how, so Ernest finally, he, how does he finally defeat the last super troll? Well, they they have a book that tells them all about trolls, which right. they didn't have back when they first. Condemn the troll to the ground. I'm guessing. Well, they could have easily. Great just, yeah, with the great grand reasons, they had no idea what was going on with trolls. Only afterwards, they collect all this mythos about trolls. Right. And they have to decipher a code because there's a, a page stuck together. It's like, okay, look, we found out you can kill trolls by uh, mother's care. Mother's care. Miak. Because one of the letters is hard to pronounce. They're like, what is this? I don't know. Apparently, Miak is something real. Maybe. <laughs> Ernest tries that, and it obviously doesn't work. Right. But the movie makes it, again, if you were a kid watching this, kids would love this movie, I think. Yeah. No, uh, I, it, we already went over this. I saw okay, it as an eight-year-old and didn't like it. Kid. I could see a kid watching and liking it because it's a little bit scary. You were that kid. I was that kid. Yeah, I well, you're kid. way more gullible than I am. There's there's educational stuff about the Ottoman Empire, kind of. Kind of. exposes you to cross-dressing, so you're like, what's that about? Yeah. You Ernest become more be understanding of other might cultures be, or other lifestyles different to yours. Ernest is a master of the costume change. I don't know if you all know this. Already that, has man. split personality, schizophrenia, and a lot of other issues on top of that. Yeah, well. Don't we all? I would have to say um, I really like some of his alter egos. I really like the Western guy with the, with the cowboy hat because <laughs> to me that really did hit. Like he did that great. I really like the Australian. Australian was pretty good too. That was I think that was my fave. The lumberjack wasn't that great. The lumberjack was really. He did weird. call milk milk juice, which I thought was weird <laughs> and kind of gross. Yeah. Well, when I was younger, my little brothers used to call milk moo juice. 
<laughs> and then they went around asking for Mujus. Can we have Mujus? Excuse Just me, saying, what yeah. did you say? Yeah, which boy? meant milk. Mujus, Mujus. <laughs> oh, you mean Miak? Miak. Miak. I would love a kid to go ask for that. Miak, please. <laughs> Can I get me some Miak? Give me a chocolate Miak. <laughs> <laughs> would you like 2% or uh, skim? Skim, please. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But uh, in the end, so we have one super troll left that can't oh, be yeah. by milk. Who gets his power from demons because apparently he goes into the tree and begs right. for it. That's how it works. Yeah. Um, he throws weird tentacles out of his ears. Those things are freaky deaky. Yeah. The jellums, maybe. Yeah. Now, Alex, you, you, you know that for, for a long time I've proposed a way of dealing with your greatest fear. Yeah. Because... Um, and I don't know. Do, we, let's let's talk about this because it's a Halloween and we talk about things that maybe scared us as children. Right. And I think Ben talked to me about this a few days ago. Yeah, actually, we did. Uh, we all, and I know this because I have other friends that also can attest they had the same mm-hmm. fear as a child. Right. Um, we were a little afraid of extraterrestrials. Yep. Terribly, Freaked terribly out. frightened. Guys, there were years when I was a, a little kid where I was like freak. Every time I went to sleep yeah. at night, I was like, I can't handle this. Same here. And. <laughs> You know what started it for me? What started it? And I and fire this guy added to it later. Oh! But I I thought now nah, fire this guy fucking freaked the shit out of me and I couldn't sleep forever. I have a hell of a story about that. <laughs> yeah. But now that I think back about it, ET scared the shit out of me. So like when he's dying in the creek and yeah. he's like white and pasty. Like uh, when I was in like second grade, we had to draw our biggest fears, and I drew ET. <laughs> yeah, I drew ET, and the kid next to me made fun of me, the little prick. Because I was afraid of E.T. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's, let's stop and review this moment. So I'm a teacher. Uh-huh. <clears throat> All right, children, I want you to think of the thing that terrifies you the most and draw it. Yeah, well, I want to know what it is and use it against you. <laughs> what was the point of this exercise? Facing your fears or something like did that. Did you like, get to like, r- like rip it up and throw it into a fire afterwards? Or did you trade him with other I don't remember. Things? All I remember is that someone saw that I drew E.T. and made fun of me because I was afraid of E.T. Well, first, let me applaud you for as a child, you were able to draw something that some other kid looked at it and immediately said, oh, that's E.T. Yeah. Hey, there you go. So, you know, props to the art skills. Indeed. What did that kid draw? Just like a like black crayon and just circle all over the page. <laughs> his father. I'm in the dark. He, he just drew his father. Dad, I mean, dad. He drew his parents getting divorced. Oh, Ooh. man. And then it happened. Oh. His fear became reality. But yes, we were terrified. <laughs> of aliens. Terrified. Particularly 1993's Fire in the Sky. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. That movie. Holy shit. Dude. That was the one. Yeah, <laughs> and that's where I decided that it was over. Yeah, absolutely. especially I would, I because sleep Fox like spin that that it was a real story, mm-hmm. and as an eleven year old, of course I thought that was true. Oh, dude, I think the first time it hit me like seriously was when I saw. I want to say my mother was watching Oprah when I was really young, mm-hmm. and she had on an episode of just like someone talking about aliens, and they had like sculptures. Oh, this is what people say they look like. Yeah, giant eyes. Oh, the fucking stairs. I was like. This is on Oprah. This yep. is real. Grays are terrifying. And they're out there just abducting people at night through their windows Mr. with light. Gray. There's and nothing I can do about it. Let's not forget the terrifying, terrifying impact of Unsolved Mysteries. Yes. Yep. It, they also did UFO stories. Yeah. That theme song alone will strike terror into the heart of a child. Don't Well, me. the X-Files scared the shit out of me too, dude. Just saying. I, I was already so scared at that point, I didn't watch a lot of X-Files. No. I watched <laughs> it just to get scared. You know, that yeah. was kind of well, like my, about my scare movies is the whole thrill yeah, of it. Exactly. Right. It's adrenaline. Ooh, it's scary. That's that's why I watched Fire. In, uh, let me just tell my Fire in the Sky story really quick. Right. Throw, it out, throw it out really quick, man. Go so me and my cousin, we rented some movies because every weekend I pretty much rented movies. My cousin came over. We got um, Children of the Corn and Fire in the Sky. 
So it was like afternoon, you know, we, and we watched uh, Tone of the Corn. I was really excited about Fire in the Sky. Yeah. Because I'd seen everything on Fox. I'd seen everything on, on Unsolved Mysteries. I knew what this was about. And I yeah. knew it was going to freak me out. So, but she was like, she really didn't watch Tone of the Corn. So we watch it. You know, it's the afternoon. And then um, she was supposed to stay over. For some reason, she went home early. I was left at home alone. <laughs> By this time, it's getting dark. No. It's night. I'm Perfect home conditions. alone. I watch Fire in the Sky. I can't freak me out, of course, because it's a terrifying, terrifying, terrifying experience. Yeah. Especially as a child. I don't know if it was actually before the movie was over or right after. The power went out. Holy <laughs> I was fuck. home alone in the dark <laughs> after watching Fire in the Sky. That so what did you awesome. do? I, I just, you just stood there and wept. <laughs> here, was an, here was another thing. Because I was so afraid of aliens, you know, coming into my room of abduction, I was more terrified. I think more the idea of, like, just, like, seeing an alien all of a sudden terrified me. Being surprised. I, yeah, I'm not cool with being startled. Yeah. It's, no, especially not by something terrifying like a gray. And so very <laughs> often as a child, when I was, like, in bed and started thinking about it and getting freaked out, I just wouldn't move. I would just, just try to stay frozen and try not to look away or move because I was afraid that I, that something might be behind me or beside me. So I probably, I probably just sat... <laughs> In a chair, not moving <laughs> until the power came back on. Yeah. Fucked me up. Fucked me up. <laughs> I think what got me the most out of Fire in the Sky is the one alien that has uh, bad hand-eye coordination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's <laughs> the one guy just, like, sucks with, like, some kind of uh, organic membrane yeah. to a table. He's like, I can't get out. It's like plastic wrap. And this one alien just, like... Uh, his hands just like jittery. He, he's got like a scalpel. He's trying to cut. <laughs> yeah, his like, motor skills are not up to task. It's and very he's funny to like, watch now. Yeah, he's but... just like, nah. Let me let me just get it right. Let me just cut it right there over your eye <laughs> with a scalpel. And let's not forget the scene where they inject the way they put the needle in the guy's eye. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, or but, just being trapped in that like body membrane thing, and like he was screaming, oh. but he couldn't get out of it, and. Uh. The question I had as a kid is, why are these things abducting us? Why are they coming for me in the night? That That's means terrifying. they're automatically shady. Why wouldn't they just come to us during the day? But I, I, we say all of this, and I go into all this to explain that later on, once me and Alex realized that we had this connected, you know, terror as a child, I came up with an amusing, I was, you know, we were like, well, how would, you know, if you encountered this, what would you do? My immediate response is, if you see something terrifying, you see a gray and it startles you and you're scared, don't give in to that fear, go the other way, make out with it. Ah. Uh, just grab a gray yeah, and make out with uh. it. That'll startle that. That'll teach them a lesson. Hey, don't fuck with humans. We'll get you. Would that work with other creatures? <laughs> we'll show you compassion uh, and love by making out with I want to create a self-help book for this. You know, whatever your fear is, <laughs> what, you're afraid of spiders? Grab a spider, make out with it. There show you it go. who's boss. It belittles it. It teaches it who's boss. I don't know if this would It work. might bite you back or kiss you or whatever. I don't know if that would work with that little kid who drew his father. <laughs> 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 What's your worst fear? Now go make out with that. <laughs> That kid would be exactly. even more confused and destroyed. Teach your father who's boss. <laughs> make your father Turn it around. Turn make, it around on him. <laughs> make your father your bitch. Turn it around on him. <laughs> Just make out with him. Yeah. So that's what I, I say. mean, for most situations, that does make sense. Right. You know, spread love, not hate, not fear. Yeah. Instead of going for your first gut reaction fear, which may lead to violence. Go with love. Go with love. You like what if you were afraid great. of a super troll? How would you how would you combat that if if Miak didn't work anymore? Well, obviously the heart of a child. The heart of the child. Certain sacrifices need to be the made love sometimes of a mother? in order for the rest of the society. <laughs> Which oh, might sound the heart of a child. Children. We need a heart of a child. That's what you're saying. <laughs> there was there was a time when Eartha Kitt and Ernest almost got a little too literal. 
very literal, dude. And uh, we thought we were, we, they, were, they were going with the idea that they might have to sacrifice a child to kill the troll. That woman, that woman can cackle really well. Yeah. Because when she says that and looks at those kids and laughs, I, in my mind, we didn't see it, but those kids just ran. They just yeah, got dude, out. of course they did. They had to wade through her front yard, which was a hoarder's paradise. Hoarders. Hoarders. Um, it's not all too different than what we saw in the season finale of Hoarders, to be honest. True that. <laughs> Very reminiscent. But even, I love how the kids do question later. It's like, Ernest. You do know that woman's crazy, right? You do know that woman's nuts. <laughs> Look, I know you're a little simple, Ernest, but you do know she's crazy. <laughs> you go with this? I mean, it's cool that you're an adult and you hang out with us and you let us play in your garbage truck and you build us clubhouses, but that woman's nuts, all right? <laughs> I'm just letting you know, Ernest, <laughs> that it's not all right to kill people. Right. But, uh, how, but how do you defeat a super troll? What do you well, do? You, 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 you follow my advice, you make out with it. And that's what Ernest does. It's not and all. Well, he, he embraces it very gently. Right. And starts to dance with they it. have a little waltz. have a nice waltz. And the troll's kind of into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. he's not really fighting because it's like... He's just kind of like laying there, let it happen to he's him. He's paralyzed with fear, <laughs> but he's a little curious. Because yeah. this has never happened to him before. Trolls don't dance. Trolls want to know what, know what love is. They want Ernest to show them. Oh. <laughs> and he kisses him. Oh. Plants a big old kiss right on his upper lip. Yeah. <laughs> Between his two noses. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, he didn't want to insult the troll. Which nose does he go for? What's what's the one nose that's the predominant Tricky nose? Yeah. So he, and there's a lot of goo on his... It's know, not... Ernest it's, does the classic ew thing oh, that he yeah. does. And the troll just explodes. But we see it, like, explode, explode. Like, like... For a second, like it, like a melon, just like a rubber. <laughs> right. But then it comes back to it, and there's nothing there. It's like it, it got sucked into a black hole, and it made a little pop or a zip sound, and it was over. Well, all the little cartoon ghosts like flew back yeah. into all the demons. Kind of, kind of like the end of Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, but very, very similar, but not good. Because this movie sucks. <laughs> but but it was made in Nashville. more of as a one star as opposed to a three or four, or maybe a five star. Oh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, five star, dude. Dude, that's easily a three. No, I'm kidding, guys. I would, <laughs> I would probably give it a, a four because I haven't seen it in a long time. Of course you would because you don't give anything fives. Winnie Jones is just, I mean, it's fun. The first it's nice, one? It's nice, it's nice Pulp Fiction, and that's probably the best one, the first oh, one. Oh, hands down. I will venture to say the second one is just as bad as the fourth one. Temple of the Doom is not yeah, good. Yeah, I, I thought Temple. But I thought yeah, two I think and only four for were fun on their own merits for sentimental I mean, value. Oh no, no, they're they're three four. stars. I mean, even four, I gave four or three stars. I'd agree. I think I gave it four, three stars as well. It's just a fun ride. But and one I, and three. Not that we need to get into Indiana Jones any quick, but I thought it was a nice segue between uh, the different eras because they were trying to go more yeah, the pop into the fifties and what was going stuff, on. Area fifty one. If if you know, Pulp Fiction was graduating exactly. to that level. That's why we had ridiculous things like someone surviving I mean, if you're gonna make you know with the refrigerator there you go it was lined with lead it was aligned with lead so Ernest <laughs> Ernest goes with love and he wins oh beautiful story Eartha Kit crazy bitch then what I find interesting is that the past the the things that the troll had you know taken before and turned into collectible figurines they came back to life even the ones that had been turned Hundreds of years ago. Hundreds of years? Of, back in the time of Ernest's great-great-grand-raisin. <laughs> um, which includes two young kids that run out, two young African-American kids, run up to Eartha Kitt. It's Eartha Kitt's brother and sister? Yeah, Eartha Kitt is 168 billion years old. <laughs> yeah. How old is Eartha Kitt supposed to be? 
Because that's clearly looked to be turn of the century, and I'm being very generous. How did they know that she was related to them? Because they would have seen her when she was a kid, too. Right. Obviously not an adult. Yeah, in it was all fairness, unless sister. she is a witch. In all fairness, that could have been 1920s Louisiana that we saw in the very beginning. <laughs> it could have been 1920s Louisiana. It could have been. And, and this is only 70 years later, because this is 1991, you know. So if she was 10, one she's 80 now. They had one generation or two generations for Ernest to become as dumb as he did. Yeah, I it's guess a good it thing make sense. Ha- It's a good thing it happened on this timetable because a few more decades and <laughs> they would yeah. have not been able to handle the situation. Seriously. <laughs> wow, that's kind of – I kind of like that, Ben. <laughs> or because this is this is a world where magic is real. I mean trolls are running around and right. this stuff can happen. Maybe Maybe she does have access to magics. Or maybe or maybe hoarding gives her power. Maybe her power is in her hoarding. There's a pumpkin on the cover there. There's a pumpkin. Is how it long, beautiful? How long, how long has it been there? It's a beautiful pumpkin. It's big enough for Ernest to fit inside. Would If you had that pumpkin here right now... I would, would definitely save the seeds. Keep it forever. I don't know. I'm a purger, not a hoarder. No, no. Keep it forever. Whoa. All right. <laughs> keep it forever. I'm drawing... We're drawing... Uh, okay. <laughs> keep it forever. Keeping it forever. So Ernest scared stupid. Scared stupid. I again, Ben. I'm sorry you didn't appreciate. Not appreciate it. You just didn't like it. Now, dude, one star. One star from Ben. Solid three for me. I'm still gonna go with four again for childhood nostalgia. Sure, it's a, absolutely. It's a fun Halloween movie. Uh, if you have kids, they will love it or be terrified of it. But kids need to not be sheltered as much as you would think. True. Do you like Star Wars: The New Hope? On par. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It really, it's a really, it's a really hit or miss I, with people. I, I, you know, I'm just thinking about my Netflix rating system really quick, and I'm pretty sure I've had Ernest Goes to Camp on equal par with this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. As Ben sighs, uh, we offer Ernest for your consideration. Ernest Scared Stupid. It's out there. Love it. Ah. Uh, my God. The full moon. It's the 1980s. You are in a room. There's one door in front of you. What will you do? Wait, is this the situation for real? No. Is there a toilet in the room? Yeah, there, is I there a refrigerator? I don't understand. Is there a toilet in the room? <laughs> what would you like to do? All right, go through the door. <laughs> you are now in the situation room. <laughs> <laughs> I do not understand that command. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Command not found. <laughs> Those, yeah, there you go. Great times. Zork 2. <laughs> nice. a, a name of one. Nice. Family favorite Commodore 64. Anyway, we got situations. 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 Halloween themed? Halloween themes. Halloween themes. Yes, yes, because it's Halloween. We're getting into the spirit. Well, let me give you a situation to cope with. All right. You've been in a terrible accident. A horrifying accident, if you will. All right. Something that's going to change you to your very core. Your wife and daughter have been killed. Now, obviously, obviously there's a reason for this. A meaning, a great, significant, important, astrologically important meaning, one that will change everything. Science cannot or will not give you the answer. It refuses. (laughs) What is it? And how does it make your existence justified? Whoa. What? Oh, that's craziness. (laughs) So my, my wife and daughter are dead. They've been killed. How? I guess it doesn't matter. It was brutal. So, just the I, plot to I Am Legend. 
No. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, that is I know a story element in I Am Legend, the new one. Um, not the book. Yeah, the book is awesome. Um, it is. Oh, so they're dead. They're dead, but but there's a great meaning for this. There's a great significance to this. And I can science choose cannot, what it is. Science cannot or will not give you the answer. Now we're talking about not science. There's not a person named science. I'm not aware of who controls things. No, no, no. no. no the this, science. We're talking the about empirical based evidence. Right. The cannot be used. Nope. Can't do so it. So I get to make up. Yeah. What's it going to be? What's this great significant reason? And how does it? And how does it justify your existence? I Brad, I don't know what to do. So how did how did how did Alex's wife and child die? It was Is that brutal. the question? It was no no. It's it's, it's what does it mean? Oh, what does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean? What does what does their death mean? And how does that justify my existence? Right, and everything. I mean, it's a great significant event. Whatever the meaning is, it means something hugely important. Explain yourself. Well, I think how you react to this is your own explanation. So how do you react to their deaths? <laughs> how do I react? Yeah. What is your first reaction? You try to go to the leaders of the community, and they shun you away. <laughs> how do you retaliate? Or do you just cope with it? Or do you just accept it, cope, mourn a little while, and move on? Well, I guess it's Love of your do. life and the fruit of your looms. <laughs> but what, what does it mean? Posthumous. What does it mean, Alex? Alex? What does it mean? I, it means that we all have an expiration date. We're all going to die. I mean, it's a human condition. Uh, it means something bigger than that. Oh, okay. So, and I can't use You can do whatever. You, it can mean whatever you want, but it means something more than that. It's not just their deaths. It's something bigger. It's a conspiracy, right? Not a scientific one. That's all I know. Okay, guys. Science you. will not give you the answer. Stop asking. So look somewhere else besides science. Maybe turn your face towards... Then. Faith. Or, or faith? Or God or goddess. How about Halloween Island? Halloween <laughs> Island. Okay. Dude. Okay. As we all know, the, the real ruler of Halloween Island is Jack the Pumpkin. No, it's Ricardo Montalban. I thought we established uh, this. In the aftermath, we've learned that Jack Jack's, takes, Jack takes, out. takes it. Brad? I mean, he might have like, a, like an insurgence or something running around over there. Whatever. Like guerrilla warfare. It's going to win eventually. Nah, it's, it can't. Mm, I think it will. Um, but Jack Jack is the god of Halloween. Mm-hmm. And since he's a real god and I can, you know, see him and react with him and he brings me happiness and he gives me tricks or treats every yeah. Halloween. I'm just Roasted pumpkin that, seeds. I'm a, yeah. Among other Candy things. Candy bars. Mars bars. Hawk bars. Anything. Bars. Any kind of bars. Um, Hawk bars. <laughs> Good times, good food, fun stuff. <laughs> it's Jack. Um, uh, I'm assuming that the whole world goes the way he d- dictates it. Okay. So I guess it depends on how Jack sees the deaths and everything. And in his in his worldview, everything is a trick or a treat given to us by Jack. Oh, did, did, so yeah. did he give you that trick? Tricks or treats. Was and you have to treat? think of a situation. Is it a trick or a treat? And is- most things can be both. First off, it's a trick in the fact that I thought I was going to have more time with my wife and my daughter. Right. Trick. So did I. <laughs> um, I don't understand. Um, so obviously there's a trick there. Trick? But the treat is – I'm not sure what the treat is. I actually am kind of <laughs> hey, lost and scared. Tre- the, the treat is you're free. You haven't been this free since you were 11 years old and you went to France. So it comes with a price. <laughs> yes, when I was 11 years old, my time in France. It, it That's changed. the freest you've ever been in your life? It's the freest I will ever be in my life. 
Well, well, maybe sometime in the future where Jack the Pumpkin King plays a trick or a treat. <laughs> but that's how the world works. Tricks and treats. Okay. How Tricks does this justify my human existence? Right. I guess I just, I roll with the flow. I, I trick and treat in return to everyone. Right. That's how you live life. Very good. In Jack's Pumpkin World, or Halloween World. Well, in go. the world. Yeah. That's my answer. All right, situation. Situation for Brad. Brad! And you can tag team on this, but Brad... I'll offer my input if he needs it. Two of your friends may or may not have done a podcast with you from time to time have decided to exploit your fear of aliens. <laughs> and we're going to play, gonna we're gonna play a trick on you. All right? You get your head shot off. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to dress up as greys. No, I can already Sneak into your room. Not a good idea. I don't <laughs> and know scare you when you're asleep. Just for pranks, shits and giggles, you know. I don't think I would be on board. First time, the first time we do it, you freak out. You're pissed at us. You slam the door in our face. Alex and I have a good chuckle. Is that all I do? Yeah, the first wow. time. Well, oddly enough, you tried to make out with us, which was well, weird. You don't you don't talk to us for a couple we, of days. We, we choke it up till you were just like half asleep and you didn't know what was going on. All right. The second time, Alex decides he's going to scare you in the shower. Just Alex. Yeah, just me. So he's going to put on his gray costume and. Peek around the curtain as you're taking a shower, to which you freak out and hit him over the head with a shampoo bottle. All right, so you got him back. Okay. All right, one-on-one, one-on-one. All right. The third time, an actual gray appears in your room. <laughs> <laughs> we were in the closet with ridiculous outfits again. Oh, yeah, we were about but to play But it turns out they beat us to the punch. Grays are real, dude. Fuck. Well, of course they're real. Why else would I be afraid of them? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Now, you realize that this is not us. This right. is an actual But not gray. at first, right? Like, at first, he might be like, God damn it. Yeah. What is this? Well, I... I but I, when you see us in the closet, I'm pretty sure that you'll realize... Wait, and that we're freaking out. For like, real freaking out. Like, taking a shit in our pants freaking right. out. Well, I think... We're, we're, cut, we're holding each other at this point. Like, just freaking out. Like, can't move. Okay, so let me take you to... Okay, so first, I, I see it. Freak out. <laughs> Now, first you see it, you're like, fucking A, dude. Why won't these guys stop no, no, playing this goddamn trick? First I see okay. it and freak out. <laughs> All right. Yes, of course. You've not been numb to it over these last two times. <laughs> no, it's impossible. You can't, you can't even in your mind think that you could have right. been numb to then it. Then for a second I start to think, oh, these fuckers. And then I realize at this point I'm either going to be so frozen with fear I can't do anything. Now, this thing is two feet tall. Okay. Just throwing that out there. Not All your right. typical seven-foot gray. This okay. guy is a squat E.T. of sorts. See, the tall ones always freak me out. Time more. out. Grays can be seven feet tall? Yeah, dude. Yeah. They're usually seven feet tall. Seriously? I thought they were smaller than that. I thought they were like five were always the ones that, that got me. Well, then I could easily. Like the ones gray. at the end of Close Encounter of the Third Kind, those things were freakishly tall. They were like yeah. basketball players. I may have found my Halloween costume. Ah. Oh, sweetness. Not cool. <laughs> it isn't cool. Um, <laughs> you need so, to just pair those sunglasses. <laughs> I, I well, immediately I'm either going to have a heart attack and die, which will be awesome. That's like best case scenario. I um, might feel a little bad if we kill you. Yeah, we'll do. Well, technically, like, it's not us our world has changed because right. grays are real and <laughs> they apparently can abduct us at any time, and they've right. chosen Brad. Second, okay. Now I'm assuming that I haven't been put in some kind of crazy freeze where I can't move by his crazy alien evil technology. No, it's just looking at you right it's now. Just looking. It's just taking a sneaky glance. Yeah. All right. Now. <laughs> <laughs> my head's going to be telling me I should make out with it just to prove myself that that, that was a valid idea. But you've tried that before. But that's not gonna ha- I'm not going to be able to do well, that. Well, this gray doesn't have a mouth. 
Oh. <laughs> what? It just wow. has nostrils. And two giant eyes. And two giant eyes. I'm going to try to punch it in the eye. Awesome. That is a great answer. I've never thought of that. That's, I, that's a fantastic defense I don't know mechanism. if I'll to be able to pull it off, be, well, but I'm assuming I haven't had a heart attack and died. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to punch in the eye. What do you think an alien eye feels like? Do you think it's hard, like hard plastic? It's like, or do you like, think it's like gooey, like like I jello? I think it's if you like... It's probably like a human eye. Like a I human eye, like so like jello. Unless, because they're so big, they've got some kind of like... They've evolved like a, like, like a an shield. exoskeleton type I thing over crunching, their eyes. Crunching like a bug. Yeah, like a, like an exoskeleton. <sighs> but then my worry is, what if more come? What if more, if you punch through it and little grays start going up your arm? Oh, what? Uh. <laughs> Just saying. That's no, I don't like that, that situation. <laughs> that's weird and creepy and gross, but not as terrifying. All right, all right. Yeah, you don't like the little grays. You like the big grays. That's, well, yeah. at that point, you're, you're used to what's going on. So, right. like, okay, little grays, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'd punch it. Hope that no more came. Hope it's just the one solitary. <laughs> um, if not, I could use it to. F- I could use the body of the gray that I've punched out as a weapon. They are um, tiny and kind of frail. Yeah, I think you. If you just swang it with a lot of force, you could really get some, some, you know, some action on it. Sadly, you guys are in the closet dressed <laughs> up as grays, which means I'm probably gonna probably um, go to us next. Yeah, I'll probably attack you with dead gray. Well, <laughs> well, in my mind, you can't escape the situation because right. these greys, I mean, their right. technology is well beyond ours. If, I, if, if it's clear I'm becoming overpowered and there's no way out of this, which is very likely and obviously going to happen, dude, I'm going to take my life. Dude, I would try really hard to overcome my fear and help you. I, Maybe they would think me and Ben, because it's us yeah. in the closet, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that we were like them. Like, oh, there's a superior grace. Right. If I can't get out of it, I'm going to find something, piece of glass, something, stab myself to the heart, kill myself. All right. I'm going to drop a little reality on you now. Oh, okay. This gray, this is the first time they have come to our world, and they have come to meet what they thought was the most intelligent life form on the planet. And they oh, chose no. Brad Couples. Wow. Also, in a special twist, can I add to this just a little yeah. bit? Um, that's not the real gray. That's its kid that got away from its yeah. dad because it's actually yeah. in the other room. And this kid is just like any other kid. It's just running around. Yeah. <laughs> Just phasing Fucking through walls, kid. and you just killed, you just killed humanity's first experience with a, an extraterrestrial being. You just killed their offspring. You Here's murdered what I say. its child. Why, why can't aliens? Why aren't aliens' children running around underfoot? Why don't <laughs> they have them on kid. leashes like humans do? Listen, <laughs> I hate children. I hate human children. Hated children when I was a child. I will hate alien children too if they run about underfoot. Who is the most advanced culture? These people, these fucking aliens, you need to get together. Stop sneaking up on people. Stop letting their kids run wild in people's homes. Why Fuck are, you, aliens. Why are aliens so sneaky? And what are they doing? Seriously. It's almost. It's like whenever, like, in that thing we just watched, that was absolutely terrifying. Yeah. It's just looking. It's just like looking at these people. It's just like. <laughs> stop hey, weirding people out. It's just. They're creepy. They're creepers. They aliens are, are creepers. creepers. Creepy creepers. And they just look. It would be different if, like, you looked and all of a sudden it jumped out with a net and, like, captured you. But no, they're just looking around. Ugh. That's all they do with their big old eyes. Fuckers. Dude, you just started an interstellar war. <laughs> That's what they get. <laughs> Best keep those children. Thanks a lot, pal. Those kids don't even run man. around underfoot. Now my children's children are going to be fighting little Gray's children's children. <laughs> to learn how to, treat, to raise their children right. <laughs> I didn't run around underfoot. <laughs> Why is it gray? <laughs> it's a different world for them, dude. Literally. <laughs> 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 Fucking children. Hate them. <laughs> wow, guys. Yeah, honestly, that whole time, I was looking behind Brad into the dark recesses of our living room <laughs> and our, our studio slash theater space. And I thought, what would we do if a gray just popped out of the, uh, out of the blackness? I would befriend it, dude. Now. I would befriend it. 
You would, we, I'd, I would attempt to, especially after the twist of my situation. I mean, you've got to try. Because it's either that or it's going to start fighting us. I mean, it's going to come at us with razor-sharp teeth all at once. Yeah. Because that's probably what it is. Although I thought it didn't have a mouth, but well, whatever. Well, how are you going to make out with it if it doesn't have a mouth? That's right. Gonna lick it's it, just going to think, lick why its are you nostrils? licking my face? <laughs> hey, dog, why are you licking my face? <laughs> Obviously, we chose the wrong species to present ourselves to. <laughs> I think it's a lose-lose. <laughs> it really is. standing there and shaking its hand, which we can't do because of the way Hollywood Seriously, is Seriously, when we first meet extraterrestrials, it's going to be one big clusterfuck. We're either going to kill them or we're going to make out with them, and they're going to be confused <laughs> either way. I don't know if they're going to be mature enough to handle our cultural defects. Thanks a lot, Hollywood. You ruined us for interplanetary mingling. Seriously. Damn it. Guys, I got a situation for you. Halloween theme. <laughs> Guys, you're going to another Halloween party. Sweetness. Uh, you were a big hit at the last one with your special guest, but unlike last time, you will not have future me to help you uh, with popularity. But you, you from the past. <laughs> <laughs> And you Prehistoric dress, Alex? You get, to pat, you get to dress me up as an historical figure. Like Encino Man. And pass me off as that very... Awesome. <laughs> what do you follow up with? Who am I? <laughs> that wasn't the original situation, <laughs> but we can roll with that if you want. What was the original situation? Brad's like, no, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah. that's too much. Uh, this situation was a little different. Uh, they've made special note that there's going to be a Halloween costume competition. Mm-hmm. And there's big hopes that you might win. Okay, you and, and your lady friend um, are going to be going to this thing, and you have to pick a themed costume. What are what is your themed costume? Yikes! With said lady friend, like uh, like yeah. socket and plug. Uh, if that's what you want, or uh, what, are, sure. what are those other really sure cheesy that's ones? Not gonna, like uh, that's not going to make it. Ball and chain, or uh, there's a whole bunch of those stupid things that you can get at Halloween oh, Express. Yeah. They're like, who are you? Yeah. We're ball and chain. <laughs> <laughs> no, well done. <laughs> I mean, you don't watch Grey's Anatomy. No. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Okay, I got you. So what do you do? What are you dressing up as? What are you and your lady friend going in? I have my answer. Go for it. We are going to go as Annie Potts and Rick Moranis from Ghostbusters. Yes. I'm going to be Louis Telly. She's going to be Janine. Ghostbusters, what do you that's want? That's what we're going to be, dude. <laughs> nice, that's pretty good. I love yeah. Ghostbusters, dude. Well done. <laughs> Brad, you guys are going to the same party. How are you going to top oh, that? Yeah, we're going to lose. We're going to lose. <laughs> you are gonna lose. man, Janine. We're going to lose. Welcome to Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> We've got one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that as a kid. All of a sudden, they jumped into that piano music, and they jumped down the fire <laughs> pole, and this went. Real quick, you're going to go in on this <laughs> Ghostbusters building we're going to buy, right? Absolutely. Awesome. Guys, there's a firehouse not too far from here. Like a block and a half. It may become the Ramjack headquarters. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Seriously. Among other things, just an amazing place to live. Brad, how are you going to follow that up? Um, Okay. Okay, okay. (laughs) Maybe we should go as as Kanye and Taylor Swift. (gasps) Very nice. And I'll just be dressed as a giant douche. There you go, buddy. For a second, I thought you were going to go with blackface. And she could just be typical white America. What did you say? (laughs) She would go as typical white America. Because Taylor Swift is just a law of averages to me. Dude, you should have gone as Drew and Taylor Swift. <laughs> no, because that, that means I wouldn't be with her. 
No, but then you're then you're with all the other chicks. Then you have an excuse to go be like, "Hey, what's up?" Nice. And then she's all the time like <laughs> off in the corner pining after you. That's, and then that that may be awesome. close enough to be pretty awesome. Uh, ben and his special lady close. <laughs> I don't. It have to go up to some votes. Um, well, I already said it. I'll, I, I will. I will be dressed as a as a giant douche, quite literally, and she will be Taylor Swift. Nice, hey, Kanye and Taylor. Nice. There you go. There Let's you get go. some more situations. It's Halloween. Situation. Ben's got a situation. Twenty twelve. Whoa. Ghostbusters three. It's actually coming. It's in, and uh, Bill Murray, before Harold Ramis. Before the mind calendar runs out. Before the mind calendar runs out. Bill just, Murray, just Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson have all signed on. Really? Yeah. This is this is true. Uh, there are tons of rumors going around about this. I don't know if you follow. I love Ghostbusters one and two. People, some people don't like two. I, I love, love two. two. Ghostbusters is always a good time. Yeah. yeah. Especially one, but two is pretty fucking tight. Yeah. I even had the video game on my Commodore 64. Nice. It was so much fucking fun. It, like an actual floppy, floppy disk. Like one of those big-ass floppy oh, disks. I'm well aware. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Oh, those awesome disks. So those four are confirmed for reals. Um, Andy Potts, Rick Moranis are rumored. Now that's about all there is. Uh, Rick Moranis at retirement is going to be quite the. Challenge. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That is a big challenge. Um, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, and Ivan Redman—they're all producing it. Um, I don't know who the writers are. They may have written the first one. But anyways, so it's coming out now. As part of this movie, there's a new breed. Yeah. All right. There are three new Ghostbusters. A new leader, a female, and a minority. You all cast wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I said it. How young are these newcomers? Are they like kids or are they like adults? I'm just, I'm, I'm going to set it up for you. Something that I heard, something that I heard is that in all honesty, this is a big rumor. Ben Stiller is going to be the leader, the new leader. And that ruins Ghostbusters for me. <laughs> that does hurt. And the world ends in 2012 along with Ghostbusters. Yeah, thank That's God the Mayan calendar is going to wind down before this becomes a reality. Fact. So there's there's something to go on that Ben Stiller and down. So what is that like forty five? <laughs> wow, middle adulthood and I say we so see it. leader new leader. We need a new leader. Yeah, a lady and a minority. And a lady and a minority. Um, Seth Rogen. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course not, Jonah Hill, dude. <laughs> 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 um, okay. Um, well, I think obviously Ricky Gervais is, is, our, is our comedy leader. Ah. Oh, and of course, our lady. Um, who else but Betty White of Golden Girls fame? Awesome. <laughs> I'm digging this minority. And my minority, George Lopez. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I would have gone Louise Guzman, but I'll take George Lopez. That's perfect. Yeah. There you go. I mean, think of the comic <laughs> interplay Betty White and Ricky Gervais, two comedy legends together. Now. 2011, Betty White has died. Oh no! So scramble. Did they, did they get any filming? Did they scramble. Get any of her? They did they hired her in. <laughs> yeah. All they have is just some publicity shots of her in the suit. All right, all right. Nothing, so nothing on film. Ghost. Nothing Ooh, on film. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> She's a new librarian. The villain is Michael Jackson's ghost. <laughs> Need a new girl. 
I, I'm I'm still in shock over one. Yeah, I heard it. I heard it. That's gonna be the next one. We do need a villain. I didn't even think of that, and it can't be Michael Jackson. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> too soon, man. Too soon. Even in 2012, it'll be too soon. New lady. We can't. Okay. Well, okay. Let me just think my my logical progression. If I can't get Betty White. <laughs> I immediately go. I know where to... you're going. Gary Busey and uh... <laughs> what? Never, 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 never would finally be in a. Thank you. Awesome. You're hired. You are hired to cast this. <laughs> um, <laughs> the fact that I baited you with Miley and you shot it down. Never. Beautiful, sir. Never. Beautiful. She could bring in the younger demographic into a whole new. (laughs) We're talking about quality film. We're not talking about marketing. We have Ricky Gervais and George Lopez, two comedy (laughs) legends. And by two comedy legends, I mean one comedy legend and George Lopez. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't George Lopez have died with Betty White? (laughs) Such a cruel world. (laughs) Craziness, she died of a drug overdose. Oh, obviously. Whoa. Of course. I'm surprised it wasn't some weird sex thing. Well, it was. Uh-huh. It was kind of coke and autoerotic asphyxiation kind of mixed together. I she didn't that. bite the lemon in time. <laughs> yeah. Wow, this well, is getting real, guys. I, I didn't said, know I've casting always, was such a difficult job. I've always said that about Betty White. I've always said that. that said she that didn't bite the lemon in time. <laughs> <laughs> you have always said that. I've always said that. It's almost a weird point you try to make in, in every like party or group situation. And you know Betty White's going to die from a drug overdose or I, from some weird sexual fetish. I'm one of those fetish. people that somehow in any conversation can insert um, Betty White's weird sexual fetishes and the fact that it's going to kill her someday with drugs. On, on a serious note, it was kind of weird when you brought it up at uh, the restaurant earlier today. Ah, we yeah. went out to dinner in between I think, recording. I think the waiter. I think the waiter really it really gave him something to think about. No, I think he was thinking about his pants. His I'm scrubs, pretty sure his he pajama was a little distracted by his pants. It's almost like he's like, hello, gentlemen. He looked down at his pants. Everyone was like, staring at his pants. Yeah. And his fire red top. Well, um, if I can't get Betty White, I'm going to go with Roseanne Barr. <laughs> Let's stretch that Reba McIntyre. No, oh, Reba. No. Reba, she's got no. a paint stone. She's got a paint stone in her head. <laughs> so you have a comedy legend. Three comedy legends. And by three, I mean one. <laughs> Reba, who will bring in women. And the South. Is, and the is South. that a ghost? <laughs> I thought that was a gag. I thought all that right. was, this must be all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let me, let me twist this up. <laughs> Instead, you are now going to cast Ghost Bustas. <laughs> and it's all people from the South. You still need a woman, a man, and a minority. Wow. I'm going to give you, you the leader. This, you said this was about good film and not. Oh, no, no, no. Now, now, this, now this, we're this, just this, going now over the Now knockoff. we're just. Yes. I'm going to give you the leader is Larry the Cable Guy. Obviously. Larry the Cable Guy. Obviously. Uh, makes sense. I can see that. Yeah. Lady um, is. Our lady is. Brett Butler. Very nice, Grace. Yeah. Under fire. That's pulling that from the memory <laughs> warehouse. I can Sweet. see it exit the door. I can see you opening the file drawer and it just coming out. It was like, what kind of shit did my family used to watch? I Brett used to Butler. watch that show. Brett Butler. And All right, minority. who's your minority? minority? Southern minority. A southern minority. Yeah. All right, I got to think about this. I got to think about this. Ah. Uh, Are there any gay rednecks? <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Yeah. Is that an oxymoron or <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty sure there's I know some gay quite rednecks. A few, um, I would not put them in a film. Well, I mean, cover. famous gay I can, rednecks. I can think of any famous. Yeah. yeah. Homosexual Southern actors. Um, I mean, that would be like a catch twenty-two, right? Tom Cruise from the South. 
Oh yeah, he's from Kentucky. Is he really? Yeah, he lived in Louisville for a little while. Dude, you gotta get. Tom he went Cruise to St. X. That's almost cruel for Tom Cruise. I mean, Scientology aside and craziness. I mean, he's entertaining sometimes to watch. I don't know. It's, it's, um, hmm. Well, you know, a film a film that features the likes of Larry the Cable Guy and Brett Butler. Um, I think the only the only addition you could add would be uh, Tyler Perry. Andy Dick. Oh, Tyler Perry. Yes. Very nice. There's a Can he play I... multiple characters? Oh, he has to. He has to. There's a film I will never watch. <laughs> <laughs> Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Busting makes me feel good. They have yeah. a big picnic at the end. <laughs> they have a picnic at the end? That's how it's settled. Yeah. <laughs> a potluck picnic. Potluck picnic. In the infield of a racetrack. <laughs> it's NASCAR. And it's really badly lit. Awesome. Ghostbusters 2012, straight to DVD. <laughs> Ghostbusters. The knockoff of Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters 3. 3. What uh, was it? You have a, Who was our no, Ghostbusters 3? I think you, you got it fine. It was uh, Ricky Gervais, Betty White, and uh, George, Lopez. George, Lopez. George Lopez. All right. I'm resurrecting Betty White because I will not allow <laughs> Reba McIntyre to be in my Ghostbusters. <laughs> You're resurrecting her. She never died. That was a lie. It was all. Trixie. It was a TMZ. You know, they came out with it way too soon because they do that a lot. Fucking TMZ. I do kind of see Ricky Gervais and Betty White together now. <laughs> For some reason, I find that quite entertaining. Hell yeah. I'd see it. Yeah. See what it's about. She should be like his landlord in a movie or something. <laughs> they can have, they can have a, a repartee. Ooh. You'd be scolding. Mm. You could be mincing. Guys? Do you want to have another situation? Bring it. All right. This is this is kind of crazy. You go to the cinema with your friends. You're going to see a scary movie because it's Halloween and you want to get scared. But you don't want to get really scared. You don't want to be like fire in the sky scared. You want to just be like... Or Chad hates aliens scared. Or Chad hates aliens. Oh, God. Um, Ben, do not look behind you. Um, <laughs> but you want a thrill. Free Wi-Fi, yes. Um, <laughs> there's a giant sign behind Ben that says free Wi-Fi. That was a present. My friend made me that. <laughs> it's very simple. Two tones, you know, message right out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said very nice, too. I like the, uh, that serif. Actually, I think he stole it, but whatever. Oh, thieving. Borrowed it from a... Place. doesn't pay nobody knows who this guy is trick not treats halloween um so you're in the movie theater and you're seeing a, a scary movie it's more of a thrill than anything um twist part with the help of some weird random magical wizard you are thrust into this movie's plot Ew. you and your friends are now inside of this movie and you've got to you've got to go to the end because you may never escape what kind of a horror movie is this well, that's that's the situation. Sounds like the last what movie year. did you choose to see? Does it have to be a serious one that's actually out right it now? It doesn't have to be one that's out because I couldn't name all the Halloween movies fiction to come out. I don't even think I could name one. Saw but, Six is coming out. That's about oh, it. No, I would not wish that. <laughs> no. Someone's gonna. All of you are gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> you know? There's no making it to the end of that. Um. So, what movie do you want to? Do you wow. guys go to? Pick pick two friends to go with you, and then choose the movie that you went to go see. No. Well, no. easy, dude. Well, I'm, we're, we're going to a porno. <laughs> a, a, Halloween porn. Porn. a Halloween porn. A Halloween porn, yeah. 
That's sure. going to be scary and thrilling. What is it? It'll be I thrilling. Gave simulations. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you really want that to be? Nah. And you that's pre- not my answer. <laughs> I was Here like, are my two friends, and we're in a horror porno. <laughs> hey, guys, come to the movies. You're going to love it. What do you mean? <laughs> Trust me. It's fine. Trust me. Just go with Here's it. that wizard. What are you Just talking go with about? It. <laughs> Excuse me? Why is everyone wearing trench coats? This is weird. <laughs> Where's the wizard? No. Don't ask to see someone's wizard. <laughs> It'll whiz all over you. Wow, oh, man. You whoa. just had to... Oh. Again, hello, Susan, if you're listening to the man, podcast. She stopped listening three episodes ago. <laughs> you told her. You gave her the heads up. Um, I want to skip this one. Who you, who you bringing? Well, it kind of depends on the movie. It does depend on the movie. Now, maybe I made this too open ending. I'm going to give you a movie. Oh, all right, a horror movie that you're going to have to live through. Couples retreat. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck on that. Anything with Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Fool's gold. Oh my oh. god! Yeah, you all will die in that one as well. Um, I'm trying to think of a good scary Halloween movie now that's coming out soon. Uh, Wild Things is coming out. That's not a, well. That's scary on different levels for maybe for children. That's going to be an emotional tour de force. The Stepfather if, is coming out. Eh. Uh, blah blah blah. Zombie Land just came out. Paranormal Activia. 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 Paranormal. Yeah, we'll go. Oh, uh, new Nightmare on Elm Street. We'll do it with the classic. Toy Story Three. Surrogates. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. Ah. Uh, Confession? Your confession. I've never seen any Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I know the story. I know the basic plot, but I've never seen it. I've seen a lot of shitty uh, Friday the 13th, although the first one was all right. The Friday the 13th aren't really entertaining. Besides that one with Crispin Glover and Corey Feldman. (laughs) That is pretty wild. Which is pretty awesome. Jason in Space? Uh, No, that was... The later Space. Jason Jason Goes to Hell? (laughs) Jason Goes to Hell is just shit. And insane. All right, because you guys have seen some other ones, let's change it. Even though, Brad, I know you love Nightmare on Elm Street. Since Ben has seen this a little unfair, you guys can go see Jason X. Oh, so we're going to be in space. You're going to be in space, and it's a slasher. How do you live through this? Who are you bringing with you? Who's your team? All right. First of all, I need a sexy lady. Because (laughs) I'm going to have sex with her, and she's going to (laughs) die. Because that's what a horror movie is. Right, that's how it works. Um, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be distraught because of, because of losing her, so I might have a chance better chance of living because I'll be I'll be grieving and I'll have learned and I'll grow out of that relationship and evolve. So I might be one of the people that survives at the end. Second person I'm gonna bring a really trusted friend that has a limp. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> because again, gives me more sympathy, better chance of surviving. But clearly, they're not going to make it. But you try to help them, right? And at one point, that friend sacrifices themselves, right? Maybe that kid from um, Rock and Roll Nightmare too, <laughs> with the uh, with the uh, gimp arm and the gimp leg. Versus, <laughs> you pause that. All right, Ben, you. All right, here is my answer to this. First off, we're not seeing Jason X. All right, you chose differently. Wow, yeah, I did. Cool. Sorry. That's cool. Breaking the rules. The cool. three of us, Alex, Brad, and me, we're going to go see Twilight Saga New Moon. We're going to go see the new a Halloween Twilight movie. movie. What do we do? How do we make it to the end? That's what no we're going to see. We're going to get sucked into this, and in it, Brad, you get to kill eyebrows. 
I get to rip out fucking what's her face's hair, and you get to fuck no, Alice. No, no. How about you hold hey. it? How about how about how about we just run a muck into a new he movie? He totally, he totally just glossed let's, over let's, that. Let's just hold on, Chris Stewart, and give her a bath. <laughs> let's just trick her into having a you bath. You just want to see her thing. naked? No, no, no. She needs to get clean. How about we just she set, does need to get clean? Let's set like a bucket of water over a door with soap in it, and then she opens it, and then, oh, no. <laughs> then can I rip her hair out? And she melts. It's kind of like well, if you what? I, if she melts, or my mind it's like those uh what is it those axe commercials oh yeah find me a dirty boy like, just jump on some stranger and just like wash their hair really quick that's what i meant by that there you go you guys do that i will be with alice no, i been it's it's been situation if you're you're taking care of eyebrows i'll take care of alice <laughs> and i've got what's her face joan jett wow dude as as a friend thank you <laughs> i'm glad that's what i'll be doing for the course of this film wow that's all you do for two hours yeah <laughs> nice. And Brad's vampire slang. And you're washing someone's hair. Yeah. With the intent to get rid of it later. Yeah, maybe. Maybe she cleans up nice. Maybe she cleans she up. She could. She needs to get rid of that pissy attitude. Yeah. Fuck that shit, dude. I'm stuck with eyebrows. And, she, and she's a <laughs> fuck. And That's she's a playing. At, we're in the movie, so the movie's reality. So she is Bella. Again, a crazy bitch. Crazy Very bitch. self centered. So, yeah, dude. Good luck yeah. with that. Hopefully Ben can turn around. I bet you could. Oh, dude, totally. Are you kidding me? I can work my magic. You can, you can work that magic. Yeah. Smile and a wink. Good luck. I would be half werewolf in this. <laughs> Since this is my situation, I've decided I'm oh. going to be part lichen. I'm going to get eyebrows at least turn me into a vampire <laughs> so I can at least be a cool badass vampire and get, you know, vampire You action. could be a walker of the undead. By the way, vampires, they're zombies, right? Technically, I mean, they are the walking the undead. Dead. They're powerful zombies. Yeah. I mm. mean, if you're going to be a zombie, be a vampire. They are powerful, but at the same time, they're very waifish. Yeah, true. They're not like brood zombies. Or 28 Days Later zombies, right. which are super speedy che- cheaty? cheetah zombies. And that's scary. Fuck. Yeah, dude. Zombies that can outrun you? Fuck. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so yeah, we're going to go see uh, New Moon. <laughs> That's Twilight Saga. Very well awesome. done, Ben. Very well done. Trick or treat! Guys, thank you for listening to Ramjack, episode 17. A very special Halloween episode. I'm hoping that you're getting closer and closer to the Halloween spirit while you're listening to Ramjack. That's the aim of these episodes. Find it deep inside you. Thanks to our sponsors, Popry 2. Pop. Um, also, Fuse, the Fuse. beverage. Fuse Slenderized Cranberry Raspberry Beverage with L-Carotine, Super Citramax, Chromium, and Vitamin C. Low-carb, 5 calories per serving, 18.5 fluid ounces, and it's amazingly delicious. Offer void in Vermont. Other beverages are available. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but before we continue a little bit, we have an update from some of last week's Ramjack news. Ramjack correction. Should I I say it since I brought the original news to the table and I kind of feel bad? I mean, dude, you're, yeah, go ahead, read it. Right, go for it. Now, actually, from Time Magazine. Time Magazine, which is where I got the original story. So, so, actually, Time Magazine correction. Props to them, though, for coming back with a correction. Correct. Right. I'm right. pretty sure you kind of have to when it deals with this. And actually, we weren't even reporting on this. We were reporting on something else. We were reporting on how circumcision is like 60% you know, effective in preventing HIV. But, anyways, it was in correlations to the HIV vaccine. 
you yeah. know, and it was, you know, maybe it was a, a new breakthrough. Granted, only like 30 to 40% of the cases it actually worked on, but that's a step in the right direction. Turns out that was completely wrong. Those were all just false positives. <laughs> it really was just nothing better than chance that those 30 to 40 just happened, you know? So that is unfortunate. That actually really is. That's two yeah. steps back in AIDS research. So, unfortunately, right now, science has not graced us with a cure for AIDS, but in the future, surely that'll happen. Let's hope. Let's hope. Stem cell research, baby. No, let's not hope. Let's do something about it. <laughs> science, continue to try to find a cure for AIDS. <laughs> yeah. Don't sit on your well, ass. Hope is like praying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to pray for a cure to AIDS, because obviously, well, never mind. <laughs> Yeah, you, you can say what you want to say, Ben. It's fine. Obviously, people that think that they can pray for the cure of AIDS think that the cure for AIDS is, you know, curing homosexuality. Yeah. Which is obviously false because you can't cure something that is natural. Would you go as far as to say that AIDS is a choice? AIDS is a choice. Much like homosexuality. Hmm. Mm. You know, I, I've, I've always thought that AIDS was a choice. Yeah. These people, they... I don't think so. They, whatever. I think they just I mean, like I, it. I, they, I, saw, they, they see Tom Hanks in a movie, and they're like, hey, I got to get on this train. Dude, yeah. I got to get on this train. Isn't that how it works? Guys, yeah, I don't train. know if I can seriously make a joke about the AIDS. Like train! This is a choice. You are an idiot. Seriously, guys. You need no to shit, seriously dude. reconsider People who think that homosexuality is a, is a choice, they're fucking morons. Yes. Yeah. And apparently have never met a gay person in their life. Yeah. Now, I've read a lot of sci- like scientific studies that back up. Yeah, homosexuality, it's not a choice. Yeah, and it's in other species, too. I yeah. mean, it's not like, you know, there are gorillas out there that have decided they're going to be gay. No, they well, just happen to be well, gay. Well, they are gay. The way, yeah. It's scary. It's run Much by like morons. Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> Guys, yeah, think, we just had to throw out that quick retraction really yeah, quick. Yeah, my bad, sorry. Um, Fucking time. I'm a little afraid to say this, but we have a movie next week. This will be the final episode in our Halloween extravaganza. Episode 18, where Ram Jack becomes an adult and has to register for the draft and also find a date for the prom. Oh, no. Oh, no. How are we going to do it? What's going to take us there? Well, sadly, uh, got a film that doesn't have any taglines. What? But I thought maybe in the spirit of Halloween, I could read you some quotes. Please do. So the pirate ghost got the treasure, but we get the candy, 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 candy exclamation point. Well, this is obviously uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I was going to go with uh, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You Halloween special. Mm, Because obviously there's a pirate. That's not actually a pirate. It's old man Jenkins. Let me give you another quote. You're probably wondering what I'm doing with a pumpkin on my head. There's a pumpkin on your head I hadn't noticed. <laughs> Please don't let this be a uh, return to Oz with Jack. <laughs> All right. Got another quote? R. I've killed men for saying less than that, but I'll let you live, seeing as how you're the only man who'll change me kitty litter. Whoa. Kitty litter? Up until that point where you threw kitty litter in there, I thought Ben's uh, concept Pirates. of Pirates of the Caribbean would have been true. I don't know. Does Keir Knightley sure, use a litter box? I'm pretty sure that Orlando Bloom and Keir Knightley do not use a litter box. <laughs> oh, unless that island, well. unless there was some kind of uh, Johnny Depp made some witty quip when they were on that island together. We're talking about a little film from 1985, a, 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 a children's classic. We're talking, we're, talking about, we're talking about Garfield's Halloween special. 
sweetness. What better way to celebrate Halloween than to watch Garfield's Halloween Adventure? Excuse me. Yes. It's an adventure. Yes. I can't even, guys, get this and oh, watch it. Good times. And then listen to us talk about um, it because it's awesome. <laughs> Alex here has the Garfield Holiday Celebrations DVD multiple celebrations. We'll only be covering one of them. Of holiday. So you can save the others, <laughs> put them on the shelf. But uh, yeah, Halloween. Get it. Watch it. It'll change everything in your life. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for joining us for Ramjack. Ben, it's a pleasure to have you uh, come times, up with man. singing transitions. <laughs> we may need you to, to lay some of those down properly. Um, but thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, dude. Tons of fun. Always fun. Always fun. Tons of fun. I, I don't do it as good as you. I don't do it. Brad? Mm, age strain. Brad, it was a good show. Great show. <laughs> good times. Good fun. Fun stuff in it. Yeah. Check us out on Twitter because we're there now. We tweet. We tweet at Ramjack Podcast. Yeah. On Twitter. Just, just look that up on Twitter. Or you can email us at ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. You can also look us up online. Our website is curiosityabounds dot com forward slash ramjack we also have a phone number all right that phone number is two zero six three three nine five eight nine four do you have anything you want to say about a situation room do you have anything you want to tell us about your costumes for halloween tell us about your favorite halloween memories oh my gosh yes because we or are your favorite halloween nightmare oh tell us your fears draw a picture of your fear and email it to us and then give us a voicemail and describe it. So Pictures of fathers, totally accepted. <laughs> I want all of them to be fathers, just pictures of people's fathers. I want people to email us a dozen photo uh, pictures. I want drawing, drawings with crayon of your creepy Uncle Jeff that touched you inappropriately. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We all, we've all got one. We want to help you celebrate the spirit of Halloween. Okay, <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> um, yeah, guys. Thanks for joining us. It was great. All right. Wait a minute. What's what's that over there in the sky? What? What?